0: Hey, I know! I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying
1: pan! Alright, hello
2: everyone, welcome to Out of the Drying Pan. This is a Pokemon This Series podcast. For each week, We'll be watching three episodes of the Pokemon anime and discussing them from our now adult perspective. And we know this is low-hanging fruit because we're making fun of my Toyetic children's show. But we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about the series despite that. And we're going to veer off in any direction at any moment. So because of this, listener discretion is advised. And this is rated M for Mature and I for Immature. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I have my co-host with me here, Austin.
0: Hey, can y'all hear the sirens that are driving by as I speak?
2: I, I, I don't hear anything. I don't hear them, but oh, I'll okay. take your word for it. So that's Austin, and I'm here with my other co-host, Alex. Say hello, Alex.
3: Hi. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back. Episode
2: three. Episode three. And we are staying true to our word, and this is our third recording of this episode, because <laughs> we are sticking true to that. For the number of episodes, that's the number of recordings we're going to do. So this is our third time recording this for you, the listeners. So just keep that in mind.
0: For our first recording, we were all really, really, really high, and for our second recording, we were lost at sea.
2: Yeah. Speaking of high, I am heavily medicated at this moment, so if I kind of wander off, forgive me. I'm gonna lean on you too heavily this episode. This is weird. Looking at y'all, by the way, talking about this. I'm used to not having enough look at people.
0: Okay, I'm turning off my video.
2: <laughs> what? No, you no, can't. I like it. No, oh my I like God. it. I like it. It adds another variety. No. <laughs> You coward! You're a coward,
3: Austin. Oh, he's back. I don't okay, like good. looking
0: at my own face for so long. Jesus!
3: Just cover your own video up. How <laughs> like, do I do that? Oh, I can do like this.
0: <laughs> oh goodness! I'm oh, glad I can only see the two of you.
3: This, okay. <laughs> okay. To be fair, this this is an audio based podcast, so it's just us looking at you. It's not the world looking at you. So just take comfort in that.
2: Yeah, this is to see if we can actually prevent some of the talking over with each other. This probably not going to help, but this is just us trying. Well, sorry. Oh, I, oh, did I interrupt? Oh, 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 oh. That's
0: what.
3: That's exactly what we're trying oh, oh, to. Oh avoid yeah, and it. I
2: think that. Again, <laughs> this is off to a great start. I love the energy we're bringing to this episode. <laughs> oh, I think it
3: just makes up for the fact that these three episodes were just very difficult to get
2: through. Yeah, a lot of the maybe con- it was
3: because I watched them all back to back.
2: Oh, so y'all did uh, y'all did the um I tried that this time too. I tried the um like episodes back to back to back. Just to mm-hmm. see if it makes a difference. It didn't. But
0: See that's the only way I've we'll done see. it so far. It's easier for me to just sit down for sixty consecutive minutes and like mainline Binge it. Binge
2: it, I guess.
3: It was rough this time. I don't know. This trio of episodes was something
0: Well, all I've been doing this past week has been watching Oscar movies. So for me, watching something, like, lightweight and stupid and for children was, like, a relief, kind of, after watching all these, like, documentaries about, like, elder abuse and, like, (laughs) poor hospital conditions and binge drinking culture. It's, like, a very dreary process.
2: You just described my life. Oh, Jesus.
3: Well, we had a very riveting conversation yesterday, Austin, you and I, about Mulan. Oh, God. The live-action remake version of Mulan. Let's not
0: get into the live-action remake of Mulan.
2: Oh, my God. Is that what y'all did this week, is y'all watched Mulan? No, I did.
3: I did not. Oh, I did, did not.
2: I hope we can start that, uh, kicking off the next segment of what we've done this week. So, Austin, you want to take the lead describing how you loved the Mulan live-action movie?
0: Yeah, it was great. I really appreciated how they made Mulan into, like, a superhero for no reason. And I really appreciated how they took out all of the humor and all of the entertainment. Because I don't really need to watch a movie for f- entertainment. I just need to watch it to be sad.
3: The fact that they took out the iconic musical numbers is what gets me. It's not Mulan without that.
2: <clears throat> okay, I've, I've seen this before, the live-action one. Not a fan, really. No. I guess we're all three kind of in that same boat of not being a fan of the live-action one. I watched Mulan because technically it's an Oscar-nominated movie, but I needed a break
0: from like the the dreariness of it all.
2: For what? What is it nominated for? Like special effects or something? Maybe. Oh my god! Maybe are you serious? hair
0: and makeup and costumes. The special effects were awful, so maybe it wasn't special effects. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna say that one scene where the lady transformed or something like that. I was like, what the hell is this? Like the '80s? The phoenix looked like clip art. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So is it safe to say I'm not missing out by not watching this? No, you're fine. Oh, you've never seen it? No.
2: <laughs> I mean, your... the
3: original, a hundred million times, but no, not the live action.
2: Do your soul a favor and just don't watch it.
0: We should probably note that we are aware that Mulan is an actual fairy tale with dozens upon dozens of interpretations and film adaptations. We're specifically talking about Disney franchise Mulan, of course.
3: The most well-known.
2: They should have just Beauty and the Beast did it, and just, like, like scene-for-scene remake or whatever. Oh god, have
3: you
0: seen The Lion
2: King? No, I I haven't actually seen The Lion King. God, it was awful.
3: It's the same thing, isn't it? It's
0: exactly the same, and therefore it's awful.
2: He just couldn't wait to be king, but then when he became king, he wasn't ready.
3: Okay, wait. You love the original?
2: The
0: original is like a masterclass in animation, and the new version is like a masterclass in inexpressive lion faces.
3: I haven't seen it either, so...
2: I think we should all try to not be expressionate and see how that worked for us talking.
3: How do you not emote when you're talking?
2: Just like this.
3: Well, your video's frozen, so I can't tell what you're doing either way.
2: Is it frozen or is it me?
3: It was frozen on my end.
2: I can't
0: let you do that, Dave.
3: Okay, we'll just call you Hal from now on.
0: It actually is the name of my computer.
3: Hal? Oh, yeah, you did name it Hal. It's Hal
0: 9000, the little icon is the red eye
3: good choice austin mm. i have not named my computer
2: i haven't either i don't really name stuff except for my car that's just because it was an easy thing to really name
3: what's
0: your
1: car's
2: name <laughs> optima prime hey. Hey. hey fucking crazy have you named yours
0: yet alex
3: yes i have and her name is florence
2: oh like the video game
3: the video game what video game
2: Oh no, there's a game called Florence and apparently won like Game of the Year a couple years ago or something like that, so
0: I've never heard of this.
3: Oh, I have not. I named it after Florence and the Machine. I named my cars after musical artists, so Oh,
2: the rap artist?
3: Florence and the Machine.
2: Is that the like the really political band that like they talk about the system and trying to I destroy told- it?
0: Jacob we can never tell if we're like <laughs> dicking around
2: or not. I'm just I'm dicking around. That's rage against the machine. Oh, <laughs> I was <gonna> say that. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say that I was like I I
3: think you're talking about Rage Against the Machine and the Machine is just like a pop indie band I don't even know what kind of music you could say that she is but
2: a little bit of this a little bit of that
3: she's one of the best that's all I know if it's good music I'll listen to it
2: so Austin is that what you did this week Um, anything other special thing you want to broadcast
0: I got the second vaccination hey oh.
2: look at you How's your five G? Sick
0: at all afterwards? You what now? I was not sick at all afterwards.
3: Good, I'm glad.
2: Lucky. Unlike
0: some people I know.
2: Yeah, I got fucking destroyed by this thing. I, I don't remember the night, like Friday night. I went to bed, and I remember just like trying not to move because every time I moved, it felt like like brittle, like my bones were snapping. And you, they told me not to take Tylenol or anything like that for 24 hours. They're like, if you can wait 24 hours, that's the best thing we recommend. So I just laid there in misery for a little while, but I'm loving this 5G. I don't know about you, Austin, but uh, did they like give you the exact same shot, like in the exact same spot?
0: No, they asked me which arm I wanted, and I got one shot in each arm. Okay, so Separated by month.
2: I was interested in, interested in that because so what they did when I got my first shot is they actually like marked where they put the original one, and so I went back for the what? second shot. Yeah, they actually like marked my arm. And so, for, like, for the original shot, and they said the second shot had to be put in the exact same spot as the first, so the chip connects. So Oh,
3: oh my God. <laughs> that is not true for everyone <laughs> listening out there who is hesitant to get the vaccine. That is not the case. The vaccine is safe.
0: So once again, I was like, oh, my God, they marked your arm? What did they do, tattooing it? I was like, What?
2: I have not le- had less than five bars on my cell phone since I've got this shot, so.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly,
0: that was a long becoming, setup, but I love it. <laughs> becoming, like, a Wi-Fi hub? I'd be down for that. I would, too. A five your, my system.
3: your own hotspot?
2: No, because that was basically my week, was just getting that second shot, and that's about it. I didn't really do that much. Finished, still doing the academic stuff, but that's about it. Alex?
3: Very cool. Have um, you done anything? I haven't. No, I haven't done anything at all all week. I'm trying to remember. Last week is a blur. I went to work. <laughs> and that was it. Came home, rinse and repeat the next day. I didn't do anything interesting.
0: Sorry.
2: We, <laughs> uh, we are such a lively people. <laughs> In our defense,
0: there's still a global pandemic.
2: That's true too. And also we're boring. So that was our weeks. Um, you guys ready to do the episode summary challenge?
3: Are we ready? I don't know.
2: Okay, just to give a brief <laughs> a brief summary, our episode summary challenge is when we get a, we give a quick summary of the episodes that we have watched. And the catch to it is we only have 30 seconds to describe it. Can we do it? Probably not, but we're going to try it anyway.
0: Okay. Episode 7 is the water flowers of Cerulean City, which I will be doing. Episode 8 is the Path to the Pokemon League, which Alex will be doing
3: oh yay <laughs> in
0: episode nine is a school of hard dogs will jacob which way jacob will be doing oh goodness
2: actually ugh, these episodes are so hard to do
0: will we ever get to an episode where we're like we love this episode and we have no complaints and it was great we have no just sp-
3: wait till we get to diamond and pearl that'll be every episode
0: okay. i was actually thinking about this i was thinking about like when will that happen and i think the Entei movie that's when i'll be like i have no complaint. It's a great movie.
3: Oh, that, that, that's a good point, that when we do our podcast about the movies, that'll be exciting. Ooh, how so will bonus. we do the
0: summary challenge?
3: Ooh, <laughs> 45 that out. seconds. Okay. There you go.
0: All right, let me know when you're ready to time me. All right, I got you, Austin.
3: Okay, good.
2: Three, two, one, go.
0: Ash and Brock go to Cerulean City despite Missy's protest. She disappears um, for a little while, during which Ash and Brock find Officer Jenny, who is reporting a theft of a giant vacuum and hose. Um, Brock mysteriously vanishes to go do some stuff. Ash goes to the gym, and he finds out it's a bunch of swimmers, who are models, and Misty's your sister, so he challenges Misty. Team Rocket attacks, and then Ash stops them from stealing the water, so they give him a gym badge, and they reunite with Brock and leave in the middle Time. of the sunset.
3: That was really good! That was good. <laughs> That was very concise, Austin. Good job. I tried.
2: You did a great job. I would give you two thumbs up.
3: Okay. I'm ready. Who's going to time me? I got gotcha. you. Okay.
2: We pull up my timer here. In three, two, one, go.
3: Okay, in this episode, Ash and friends meet AJ, the really awful. Like, taskmaster Pokemon trainer kid who looks a lot like Ash, by the way, who like tortures his Pokemon into doing whatever the heck he wants because he has 98 undefeated battles and he beats Ash handily. And then Team Rocket appears and tries to like steal Pikachu, but they end up stealing Sand instead. And then they beat Team Rocket and get to 100. And so he's like, Okay, I'm gonna go do the Pokemon League. And Ash is like, time. Okay, awesome. And that was it. Oh, good. That was good, yeah. No, no, it wasn't. Don't lie to me. It,
0: <laughs> it was excellent. I, I, cried.
3: Why I cried because AJ is a horrible trainer.
0: We'll get to
2: that. Okay. Oh my gosh! I this. Uh, I'm looking at my notes here. I was really messed up when I took these, so we'll see how it goes. Oh my God! Please read your notes. Okay,
0: Jacob, I got you. Ready to go when you're ready.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. <Jeez laughs> of my. Three. Okay. Two. One. Go. So Brock starts off by showing his domestic skills and asks Ash to go get firewood. They come across some students bullying some kid, making him run die hard on a treadmill. And they rescue him, or stop the bullies from bullying him, and then they go back, find their way back to the school by following him. And it turns out the school is some hard knocks training program that you can get in the Pokemon League by cheating. And Misty finds out she's not a good trainer. They find this one girl who's the bully of the school, who's the mean girl, and... Ash's been. Time. Yeah, I, that's all I had. <laughs> 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 I totally forgot what happened that episode.
3: <laughs> that was pretty much it. Yeah,
2: there wasn't much really happened there. There's just a school. But we'll get to that in a little bit. I, I'll just say I noticed that, at least for the
0: second of the three episodes, sorry, the second and third episodes, they were very dialogue focused. They were very much like, we're going to explore the world of Pokemon and how this all works. So we're going to go and find random people. And then yell at them for a while about our disagreements about, like, Pokemon training etiquette, I guess. And then get into, like, random fights with these people on their home turf. And then Team Rocket attacks, and then that somehow resolves our differences and we leave. And they're just chat, 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 chatting the whole way through.
3: You make a good point, because I really did feel like the episodes were very similar. Mm -hmm. Like, from start to finish, like, the structure of the episode and everything like that. I'm like, this is, like, the same thing. It's just different... Characters. They just cut and paste different characters mm-hmm. in there.
2: They're very dialogue heavy. Like you were saying, Austin, there wasn't like that's what made it hard to describe a little bit. as the actions necessarily weren't there, but the I guess description or descriptive part of it was like it kind of okay, felt so. like
0: the the writing team sat down and was like, okay, so gym badges, traveling. How does this work? This guy likes to practice before he goes on his journey. These rich kids don't have to go on a journey. Let's have debates on Pokemon journeys and the world we live in. And the faux gym. And the faux gyms.
3: They were still trying to find their way. Like, what is this anime going to be? What are the rules that we're going to abide by?
0: Yeah, we haven't established the formula of. of the twerps find... Someone who has a specific Pokemon, that has a specific problem, and they invite the Twerps to stay with them overnight at their log cabin in the woods. Then Team Rocket hatches a scheme to steal the Pokemon of the week, takes the Pokemon, solves its problem inadvertently, and then they get blasted off again after they attack with their giant robot. And then we walk off into the sunset.
2: There you go. That is Pokemon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in this week. And that's the series right there. Good job.
0: I will say the Misty episode time. had the first ever sunset departure. Which bothers me every time, because I'm like, why are you leaving when the sun is setting? The sun only sets for a few minutes, and then you're going to be, like, in darkness, not very far from where you had a
2: place to sleep at.
3: That is a good point. It always why bothers do they me. Do they do good job kicking episode.
2: off the discussion. Good job kicking off the discussion there, Austin. Yes. I started the discussion at the end of the episode, but it bothers yep. me every single time. We're going to work away backwards to front. Does that sound good, everyone? Do a little bit of a... Really, whoop here? Do not wipe backwards to front. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. If you have toilet paper, I know it's still hard to come by in some places. All right, I'm just probably gonna read my notes throughout these discussions because they're just neurotic and crazy.
0: Go for it. Oh, I will I say about not... the giant robot: is the vacuum in the hose the first ever time we've seen Team Rocket have a giant robot? "Quote unquote."
3: Yes. Okay. Yes. That's... It's a ve- it was very rudimentary. It was just a giant like shop vac, but. The point is the same.
2: Did it come with that thing? They built the thing to transport it with, though, right? Didn't Did they, they kind of? roll in, in on like some? Then they roll in on some kind of like tank thing, and I don't know. I, don't I know.
3: wasn't paying too much attention to Team Rocket during this episode. I was All like, of
2: my attention was on Officer Jenny,
0: as always. Yes.
3: Can we? Okay. Can we just? That's a good place to start this off. Let's talk about Officer Jenny.
0: Great. Okay. First note I have is oh team rocket being investigated by the police as a reference to red and blue that's cute second note officer man jenny's do they all look the same as well
3: officer man jenny's they
0: were police male police officers wearing uh jenny's uniform
3: including the skirts
0: i wish oh
3: oh i didn't pay attention to that so Hmm. that's interesting that there's other police officers in the world other than jenny Hmm.
0: um this jenny was awesome you like this jenny no she's just as insane as the first jenny but i feel like the show is more aware that she's a crazy person yes and i appreciate that
2: i put officer jenny is really bad at profiling and the pokedex is a get out of the jail free card
0: yeah anyone with a pokedex can't possibly be a a theft of a giant vacuum (laughs) yeah
2: because she's like i think i need to put you in handcuffs and take to the precinct and ash is like this should solve our problems. And then just flashes his Pokedex and Dexter's like, this is Ask Ketchum. Or, Ash <laughs> <Ask> Ketchum. Ash <laughs> Ketchum. That was not intentional. Shit.
3: Can we talk about how like Brock was also like, I'm a gym leader. And then he flashes his gym badge. Like, like Austin, you said just because they're trainers or gym leaders doesn't mean they can't commit crimes. Like what if they use that as a cover to commit crimes?
0: Exactly. I he- also
3: made the same note on that.
0: I'm kind of thinking Officer Jenny is like a robot and the Pokedex like reprograms her into being
2: compliant.
3: It reboots her every time.
0: Yeah.
2: You probably lose oh, your gym God. license if you commit a crime. Like if you have a criminal history, they probably don't let you open up a gym unless you're Team Rocket.
0: I wonder how many gym badges Brock has on, on him at any given time. <laughs>
2: th- throws him out. Here. I
3: mean, well, he he's has a- he's not Sisters. He has a magical backpack that seems to have an endless pit, yeah. so-
2: He's got that Dora and backpack.
3: Things,
1: yep.
0: He has a missing note, making him 99 of each item in that bag.
1: Who
2: knows what he'll pull out next? So, okay, go
3: on. Oh, I just had a a question about Officer Jenny. So, in this particular episode, she specifically says, My sister in law. I was going to say the exact same thing. So, does that mean, okay, the whole, I get the whole like Nurse Joy, Officer Jenny. I'm like, okay, they're all related, so they all look the same, which doesn't make any sense, but. At least there's a blood relation, I guess. But in this case, the Jenny married into the family. So how does that work?
0: Okay, let's think about it. Is there any way her sister-in-law could be like her distant cousin or something who has married her
2: sibling?
3: Possibly.
2: Does the family tree fork is what we really need to find out here.
3: Those are some strong genes, though, if she looks exactly the same and she's a distant cousin.
0: I mean, they really are strong genes. Think about it. They overwrite the DNA of the male donor
2: and (laughs) make it into an exact clone of the mother. (laughs) It's a genetic manipulated.
3: I just thought that was interesting. I'm like, okay, they can't just say cousin or, you know, niece or something. They have to say sister-in-law.
2: That
0: was weird. That doesn't make any sense.
3: Also, I wanted to point out that this was the very first instance of Brock supposedly hitting on officer Jenny and or a female character in the episode and he seemed to take it in stride but then I was wondering did it secretly crush him to the point of like him going insane over the next like 20 years when he gets rejected
0: (laughs) yeah we should monitor Brock and his like mental stability when it comes to this kind of thing because it's not going to be too long before he's like literally throwing himself at women inappropriately
3: yeah well he seemed to be he backed off he's like oh can you just like show me around town that would be great. I'm new. I'm new here. Can you just show me the sights? And she's like, I'm old enough to be your mom or whatever. She said something like that. She I said,
2: "Um, well I, I have to stay oh, up you past, <laughs> past your bedtime or something like that. She shot him down pretty, oh, yeah. pretty, uh, pretty softly. But we do see some of Brock have a mental relapse this episode.
3: How so? Wait, well, wait.
2: When he go? Doesn't he? I don't know. I can't remember this episode that well. But doesn't he go okay. like, I have to go handle some stuff? okay yeah, kind of stuff? yeah that, okay so Just they didn't show stuff. specifically what it was he wandered off okay what? there you go
3: i did make a note of that i was like what were brock's so-called errands we never find out what were the errands i have to He's, know
0: at the very end of the episode he literally runs up to ash um ash says yo Brocko," and <laughs> then brock's like okay cool let's go and he runs like he, he runs off <laughs>
3: Yeah. So what was he doing? He was up to no good.
2: He had to go handle stuff. Yes. He just had stuff, stuff to do. He checking in on his family. You know, giving them a quick call. Make sure everything was okay. Make sure Flint wasn't still being Flint. <laughs> Flint's already left. Yeah, Flint's gone. Damn it.
3: <laughs> Alright, so on to the, the main plot, I guess, with the sensational sisters.
2: Okay,
0: did we notice that Ash and Brock were all, both super sexist?
2: How so? Yeah. Oh, like make it uh, fun of
0: Misty? Well, that too. But Ash t- t- said to Brock, tell me about the gym leader. <laughs> what is he like? Yeah. And then Brock is like, Brock lies and says, I can't tell you about his Pokemon special move. Because A, what the fuck is Brock talking about? B, Brock doesn't seem to know Misty's
3: sisters. He doesn't seem to be aware of any other gym leader. It's like, would you no. not know that the, the three... Well, four sisters, I guess, run the Cerulean gym. He has no idea. He assumes they're a man.
1: Yeah. So, Sexist.
3: Yeah, why does the gym leader have to be a man? Excuse me.
2: Hmm. I don't know. Are there, are there rules about that? Because I don't think so. About gender? Yeah. <laughs> gym leaders? Gender-affiliated gender- <laughs> gym leaders.
3: Well, Erica and Sabrina are gym leaders. Right? I was going to say, there's plenty of female gym leaders You know, in the later s- series.
0: This episode contributes to my theory of the Kanto gyms being notoriously corrupt. Because first of all, we start out the tradition of Daisy giving out gym badges to literally anyone who comes by. Because Ash shows up and she's like, here, just take the damn badge and go. Take the badge that we keep in our seal. And (laughs) it's
2: sealed away. Ah!
3: Oh, Austin, can I just jump in real quick? So I was under the impression that she wasn't giving gym badges away until Ash got there because she specifically says that she just they all got beat three times in a row by the kids from pallet town so they mm-hmm. did have battles with them fair right. and square like you know legitimate league battles and they just got to the point where they're like screw this like just take the badge like yeah so
0: but through, through the rest of the series we're gonna have a running joke of daisy being like oh just take the badge we don't
2: need the badge go take the badge i don't need it i have i have something have battle go i have it. some real intense thoughts about that scene because they're just like, oh, uh, so they talk about how they get their asses kicked. And then Misty shows up a little later on and they say, oh, she's a shitty trainer and all this stuff. But they just got their, they just got killed, you know, by the three Pallet Town trainers. And then, then they shit on Misty.
0: They are, how old are they? Because they are so rude to their 10-year-old younger sister. They,
2: they are super rude. to
3: her.
0: Like, they seem like they're what, 16 through 18? Yeah. If not older?
3: Far older. I mean, they're like adults, practically.
0: Like, you would not treat a 10-year-old girl like that. That was insane.
3: They were so mean to her. Like, they were really tearing her down. I'm like, this, Misty's gonna grow up with, like, a complex if she doesn't already have one. <laughs> but they're, like, they were talking to her about Ash, like, being her boyfriend or something. And they were like, oh, you're no prize yourself, Misty. I'm yeah. like, damn!
2: They're talking like, about how ugly she
0: is and stuff like they, that. Did they actually say she's ugly? I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. yeah, they
3: they do. They They're always making comments about her appearance. I'm like... This is like so fucked
0: up. Misty, there's no way Misty is an accredited gym leader. She just like has like a nepotism situation where she gets to be the gym leader because her sisters are.
3: Well, they don't seem to be. I mean, they're pretty lackadaisical with the rules. So
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't okay. Matter. My theory, my gym theory: all the Kanto gyms are corrupt, and they and we're gonna see later on that Nurse Joy has to go around and investigate the Kanto gyms canonically. To the point where Misty shows up at the gym leader and Nurse Joy's like, this at least is a disaster, and i closing it down, and Misty has to actually become an accredited gym leader.
3: At least they have some accountability later. Yes. They do try to rectify the situation.
0: Ash, Ash
2: exposes the um, corruption and makes, or makes him go around and figure it out.
0: God knows Officer Jenny's not doing shit and no. Nurse Joy has to pick up the slack.
2: <laughs> the nurse from the Pokemon Center has to do the officer's job. <laughs> Don't this is make- a
3: bananas episode.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry. Because all those men had to go to the gym to watch the synchronized
0: swimming. That's what
2: I was gonna say. At first, I was watching this. I was like, "Oh my god, that stadium's packed!" And they do like a three-minute little swim routine, <laughs> and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And now the men are like, "Oh my god, just oogling." Jaws on the floor.
0: Hundreds of men
2: in there. <laughs> nothing but men, sweaty, grimy men watching. Do
0: we hear those shouts?
1: Lily,
2: I wish I could touch you. <laughs>
3: These early episodes have no no class at all.
2: We're,
0: we haven't even got the damn bikini contest episode.
2: Oh, God.
0: Jesus. Um,
2: just,
0: yes. I will say Pikachu is the one male in that gymnasium who's able to appreciate synchronized swimming as an art form.
3: know oh, He actually appreciated him. the art of it all yes. and not the objectification of women.
2: I, w- I will give them credit. They're the three sisters. Did you see that high dive? Oh, true. That yeah. thing was like three hundred feet in the air. And when they landed, no splash. No splash. It was incredible. It had really good form. hmm I think the mid could care less. Yeah, they're good to but... they do.
0: <laughs> Misty also had a moment like that where she jumped from the stands to the, the poolside side. So she had to have jumped at least hundred feet in the air and landed hundred feet without breaking her legs.
2: And the flip she did was incredible. Oh she did a flip? No.
3: <laughs> Misty has some athletic talent. You gotta give her that. Mm-hmm.
0: I kind of
2: go bad for shit-talking Misty all the time.
3: She doesn't deserve it.
2: They really do set her up, though, because, like, every episode, she's always behind—she's always treading behind Brock and Ash. She's always running to catch up. She's always, like, nagging about her bike. So they—they they really don't do her any justice.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is actually the episode, weirdly, where they become a group. hmm Because before this, Ash was straight up trying to, like, get away from her. Yeah. Yeah,
3: poor Misty. I mean, she was just—like I said in one of our earlier episodes, she was just a victim of circumstance— Right. She's there minding her own business, and Ash just destroy like barrels into her life and destroys her property, and then treats her like garbage. I'm like, what did Missy do? like just because she's the the sole female character, I don't know, I feel very offended on her behalf
0: mm. so you think Missy had the conflicting thoughts of I have to follow Ash, but also I don't want to go to Cerulean City, so she leads and then comes back and like presents herself in a grand manner. What are your thoughts on? Misty's thought process of that.
3: Are you specifically asking me?
0: Yeah, because you're the Misty defender.
3: Well, she she clearly cares about her friends. So, you know, despite Ash and Brock to, well, I guess Brock to a lesser extent, you know, he just kind of goes along with Ash, which I was kind of disappointed in him in this episode because at the very beginning when they were heading towards Cerulean City, he's he just sort of dismisses her feelings. Like, he's supposed to be the older one who's like, okay, why are you upset? about going to cerulean city he just goes along with what ash wants to do and ash is just basically shitting on misty like oh i'm gonna go anyway either whether or not you're uncomfortable whatever so i was I don't know i was kind of disappointed in brock for just going along with the peer pressure i guess but i mean misty clearly cares about her friend she wanted to make sure they were okay and she knew ash was going to the gym to challenge her sisters so she knew they weren't gonna you know fairly give him a badge or a chance so She's like, okay, I'm gonna step up and do the right thing.
0: So what do you think that's... her going to the gym is proof that she considers Ash to be her friend now and wants to stay around him and not just,
3: give me back my bag Ash? <laughs> <try not." laughs> oh,
0: yeah, not? I think. That she's gonna I drop think... the facade of that from, for the most part from this point on. Yeah,
3: I think, yeah, she's been using that as kind of an excuse to go with Ash. I mean, she does want to be a trainer. She does want to go on a journey too. Ash is the best, you know, outlet for her to do that. And You know, now she's got two friends that actually care about her. I mean, from what we know, she doesn't really have any friends. She's kind of like this outcast person, which is sad because her sisters treat her like shit. So I just feel really bad for her. I mean, she just wants to be with a group that, you know, enjoys her company, wants to be with her. I don't know. I felt really bad for her.
2: You're making me really appreciate her now. I feel bad.
3: Well, you should feel bad.
2: She's so used to, like, rejection that she actually finds some acceptance with Brock and Ash. To some degree, I guess.
3: Yeah, begrudgingly at first, but, you know, they're crappy to her at the beginning, but eventually she, you know, becomes part of the group too and contributes something, so.
0: The tripod. Until she eventually okay. leaves and they continue traveling without her for 10 years.
3: Well, we'll get to that.
2: <laughs> she can only take so much,
3: <laughs> I guess. <laughs>
2: um, hmm. That was a great defense of Misty, though, really. Sounded like a uh, thesis or something.
3: I think you guys are just being unnecessarily mean to a fictional 10-year-old girl character.
0: She has a bad design, to be honest. But it's the 90s.
3: Oh my god!
0: Okay, okay. let's actually talk about the designs real quick. All three of them have bad designs. I'll say that one. Ash is... Sorry, go on.
3: No, no, sorry. Ash
0: is a more colorful adaptation of Red's Gen 1 look. Um, In the games, Brock was a shirtless dude. And Misty was a girl in a bathing suit. So obviously those two had to change because that would be really strange. I think they should have kept them. No.
3: <laughs> she could not walk around in a bathing suit. No,
0: she absolutely suit. could not. And it's like a two-piece. like or was it, it was a keenie? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I can't remember. Was it a one-piece? I, I can't remember. Another one was a, two- a keenie. So obviously they had to kind of like design Misty and Brock from scratch. But both of their outfits are really and truly awful, I'm sorry to say.
2: I think their later looks are a lot better
3: i mean brock goes around wearing like orange and green
2: yeah it's hideous it's like a and
3: brown <laughs> like...
2: brock's outfit kind of makes sense though because it does it like a hiker or a um true kind of like a he probably keeps
0: all sorts of stuff in those yeah days.
2: he looks like he would do a, like a rock gym like if i had to choose him he would be like the rock type gym leader well he, he is the this... rock
1: type gym leader
2: well... <laughs> oh is he
0: And I guess the thought with Misty is they kind of, like, want to retain her being, like, in a pool environment. So they give her, like, short shorts and, like, a a sleeveless crop top
2: She's two moves away from being in, like, something else, you know?
0: Like. I don't know what
2: you mean. (laughs) I mean, she's like, slide, slide, boom. We're good
0: to go. Let's go swim. I mean, look. The suspenders are too much. That ruins the whole, it makes it look awful. I'm sorry.
3: Okay, I was going to make the exact opposite point. I was like, not many people can pull off suspenders. I know I certainly couldn't pull off suspenders, but Misty can, so props to her. Can't she? Yes, I think so. Yes, I think so.
0: I think she does. I just think they all need a complete redesign. But again, it's 1990, whatever. Misty so has a, a, a okay. crop top, right?
2: It's like so a midriff yes. shirt. The suspenders would be like rubbing her skin like after where the shirt cuts off. Yeah, I guess that they would, would. That would create some unnecessary friction for me. Because suspenders on bare skin is awful. I don't know if y'all have worn it before, but it is,
0: it's... Jacob, tell us more about
2: your past that you
0: had to wear suspenders
2: without a shirt on. (sighs) You gotta do what you gotta do, okay? Okay. Merry Christmas.
3: That doesn't explain anything, but we'll continue on. on.
2: Okay, I do like Misty.
0: I want to clarify, I like her. I think her design has problematic elements. I appreciate her in the cast.
3: Good, Austin. I'm glad. I
2: appreciate appreciate. she's a part of Pokemon. I love it. For now. For now. It would
3: not be the original Pokemon series as we know it today without her. I mean, the trio makes it. It's Ash, Brock, and Misty. That's... You can't have one or two without the other, so...
0: I choose you. would beg to differ.
3: Why? What makes you say that?
0: Because
2: Misty and Brock aren't in it.
3: Well, that's a completely different thing. I'm talking about, like, the (laughs) series... Them going around on adventures.
2: Oh The guy they get throughout Canto. the next person they get to fill Brock's slot. We'll get to that when we get there, but Oh I know. Don't <laughs> even don't even say his name. <laughs> Stop. My L V P for this episode goes to Tracy. <laughs> He's
3: not even in this
2: We may have to skip over those. I'm not kidding. No, we have to
0: do it. <laughs> I like the Orange Islands. Okay, we're not there yet.
2: Okay. But Okay, so moving on a little bit past that, what I did notice this episode, I don't know if you guys caught this little minor detail, but James is holding a blue rose. I did notice that. Oh, you did? Oh. Yeah. I think he does that later, too.
3: So it wasn't an animation error. I mean, it could
0: have been.
2: I thought it got covered with water. I thought it was like a jo- like a joke, like maybe they did a little, <laughs> like oh, when he when they sucked the vacuum. I don't know, I don't know. I also had to watch it like three times to make sure it was blue because of the medicine I was on. But I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you guys saw that too because I was really worried there for a minute. No, it, pretty, I
3: noticed it.
0: I'm pretty sure in later years he, they do use blue roses sometimes.
3: Okay, speaking of James, he had some really good one-liners in this episode.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, do we want to talk about our standout quotes?
0: Uh, I have some bullet points left.
3: Oh, okay, Keep one going. of which
0: we totally skipped over, which was fish in the gym.
3: Oh, like real they were actual like fish. fish. There was
0: a coelacanth. Yes. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. Pokemon world's weird.
3: Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit more about the fact that there was real animals?
0: I mean, there's really not much to say other than it's a. They clearly hadn't decided yet that there's not animals. <laughs> what kind of world is this?
3: Does it make more sense that? pokemon exists concurrently with creatures that are not pokemon or
0: i I think it makes more sense for pokemon animals to coexist i don't but all evidence points to the contrary i
2: respectfully disagree and what they're what they're going on here is what we don't know about is there's actually a giant battle going on outside like an evolutionary kind of chain thing going on here where the pokemon are beating out the regular animals so we're going through like a mass what's it extinction for normal animals because like you know, you got Machoke and stuff killing bears, and you've got Gyarados killing what? all the sharks and all that stuff. So, what we're, we're witnessing,
1: we're, we're gracefully going what? through it, but
2: we're witnessing a massive purge of the normal animals in everyday society. That's the reason why I like, can detect a Pikachu. There's nothing but Pokemon. And later on, they just totally, you know, X out the normal animals. That's canon.
0: Is that? Did we ever notice that in almost every episode when they're in a forest, there are actual bird noises happening?
2: They're about to be gone, too. I did
0: not
3: notice that.
2: They're gone.
0: They're all throughout. They're just... as background noise.
3: I I don't know. I'm conflicted on this. Like, you've got Pokemon... I'm sorry. I'm saying it wrong this whole time. Pokemon. You've got Pokemon, like Charizard, who don't say the actual word Charizard. They growl and roar and stuff like a real... Dragon or dinosaur would, and then you've got other Pokemon that say their name, like Pikachu. That's all it says, Pikachu. So, are we certain that the bird, like, chirping noises aren't Pidgeys? We're like,
2: not
0: certain.
3: Like, how do they decide which Pokemon I thought, say their own names I, versus, like, make noises? I thought none of
2: the fire Pokemon could say their name.
3: Charmander. I thought that
2: was a joke because, like, the fire burns their throat or something.
3: Charmander, char! Exactly. No, <laughs> well, it's not there yet. <laughs> i mean there's there's Squirtle. plenty of squirtle's not a fire type my bad so i don't know how did they decide like is it the more animalistic type pokemon that just sort of make growling noises and stuff or... it's probably
2: whatever voice actor they had in the studio that day it makes <laughs> me think of onyx who is actually saying
0: ewaku or like really gravelly is it really yeah it is
3: oh next time we see onyx we'll have to listen to that
0: next time it makes a staircase
3: uh, I, I love Onyx. He's, Onyx is awesome. Cool.
0: Should we get into Takashi Shudo and his animal thing? Go for it. Do y'all know about this?
3: It depends on what it is. I don't
1: know.
0: Okay, at one point, and this could all be hearsay, I don't know, uh, don't come at me. At one point, Takashi Shudo was tasked to write a Pokemon movie, and he was like, but there's no Pokemon left. We have already done all the Pokemon, because pre-Gold and Silver, or at least pre-Gold and Silver being finalized, or whatever. So he wrote a script about there being animals in the Pokemon world and there's photographic evidence of there being animals. So presumably the animals were around recently, but no one on earth has any memory of there being animals other than Pokemon.
2: Oh it's so it's an attack on Titan. Line... Oh, is it? Well it's like, you know, they like they do this thing where they wipe human history away from all mm-hmm. humanity so they don't know like what animals would, are their Titans really Titans? Kinda of like it's kinda of like a similar thing. Where people mm. just somehow magically forget that at one point there were all these different things in the world. See, I never saw past season one, so I don't. Worry. Oh my god, it's great! I'll believe you. No, it really I'm is. We're gonna watch
0: it anyway. So they find like this like fossilized T Rex, and then the fossilized T Rex comes to life and wrecks havoc on Palatown or something.
3: <laughs> Whoa! I, I don't
0: know. It didn't end up happening, of course. But I, he had some ideas on whether or not they were animals, but he seemed to be under the impression that they were... Like, something magical had happened and they were no longer around.
3: Nobody makes any... Like, Ash doesn't make any mention about... Or seem surprised that there are fish in the aquarium.
0: Look at these goddamn fish. Oh my god, what the hell is that? Probably fodder. The whole world is collapsing.
3: Yeah, he doesn't seem to care one way or the other. It's just... Oh, fish. So... Poor Goldeen. Speaking of fish... <laughs> Goldine got shit on this episode again. All we have
2: is this worthless Goldine. <laughs> oh okay.
3: Yeah, like if it evolves into a seeking, it could do something. I was like, well, you just let it out on the floor instead of the pool that was right next to you, but whatever.
0: They just don't like Goldine. And that's why Goldine will be in Smash Brothers as the most worthless thing ever. Goldine, For Goldine. Did
2: they, they do oh show like uh remember earlier on when Misty threw Goldine out there and she was like It may not be able to do anything now, so they do like they do kind of show Goldene in a really bad light for the first, like, or the season one or whatever, whatever the hell we're watching.
0: I was getting warmed up.
2: Yeah. The
3: the two times they've shown Goldene, it's been absolutely worthless. I feel bad. (laughs) It's like a magic
2: carp. (laughs) Splash splash. God. Anyway,
0: I have one more note, but it's a quote. And it's more proof of sexist Ash, in which he says, in regards to Saryu, leave it to a girl to show off her jewelry.
3: Yeah, what (laughs) the (laughs) heck was up with that?
0: Ash is awful. (laughs) He's like misogynistic in these episodes. Well, he's
2: also 10. I mean, come on.
3: Yeah, but he was raised with a single mother. Surely he did not learn that from Delia. So, quotes, Austin, go.
2: Austin Jacob Alex.
1: Aw, okay. A J A.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. a problem I had was I couldn't tell lily and violet apart and i never will be able to for as long as i live i don't know which one's which
3: wait a minute so daisy's the one with the y- the yellow hair she's right. the main one right right and then i would assume lily is the pink hair okay and violet has the blue hair okay. i'm guessing but i think that's the the order
0: well the quote i have written down lily then it says pink haired girl um <laughs> and her quote was team rocket sucking up all the water oh, you. and it? her her quote was,
2: that's our water. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you didn't take mine. I thought you were. Oh. Okay. Well, you go next. <laughs> can, I, can I do two? Can I break the rules? Do three. Okay, look at... Oh.
3: Well, I have two, so hopefully it's not one of the ones that I picked, but go for it.
2: Okay. So my first one is, and I thought you were going to take this one, Austin, when uh, Team Rocket comes in and they stick the hose in the water and they suck up all the water... And one of the sisters, I can't remember which one because I didn't keep track of that. Oh, you could just say the match was postponed due to drain.
1: <laughs>
2: and then my other one was when that
3: was a bad pun. Oh my god,
2: I love I love puns. So many puns. It's gonna be my quote.
0: I think I like I think I like mentally censor the really bad puns and Jacob
2: notes them. I thrive on them. They feed me. <laughs> and then my other one is I think it's Staryu is battling um, Ash and like something. I think Butterfree tackles it or something. And then Misty goes, "Oh no, Star Star uses pain." And Ash goes, "It doesn't have a face. How can you tell?" <laughs> oh, that
3: was the one I picked. <laughs> I'm
2: <did>. oh, sorry. <laughs>
3: That's okay. I, I, I don't know how you would know that. Like, I guess it's little thingy blanks or whatever. But
0: doesn't she say like it's because I'm highly emotional and, yeah. and, and care about others' feelings or something like that? She,
2: she does. Yeah, and then it actually. Yeah, um, Ash
3: goes. How do you know I don't? She
2: actually does prove she has a mental connection, though. Cause at one point, this is I'm being dead serious here. Staryu is underwater and she's yelling like attacks at it or whatever, and it does the attacks. Like there's no way that Staryu could be that far underwater and still hear Misty. So obviously they do have some kind of telepathic connection in some capacity.
3: Isn't isn't Me I don't. Is water type, right? But Staryu is water psychic, isn't it? And flying.
2: It no, it's
0: not. <laughs> you didn't see this episode? Are you kidding me? They do fly around, <laughs> it but <no. laughs> it flew It's around.
3: like a throwing star. Star so you can.
0: and Starmie are possibly two of the weirdest Pokemon of all, and we don't really think about it very much. They're the only Pokemon that don't have some sort of face or face-adjacent interface.
2: But they make noises. Like, Starmies is like, hoo yeah I thought that was pretty cool.
3: Star you and Starmie are really underrated.
0: I agree. I mean, they I are. always forget
3: about them but they're
0: they're forgettable but they stand out when you really think about them
3: now that you're thinking you mentioned that and i'm thinking about it there's no other pokemon that doesn't have some sort of face equivalent Hmm. like or at least an eyeball or something or something like, like i was thinking of magnemite and i was like okay magnemite has eyes and i'm trying to think of like the inanimate object type pokemon and i i can't think of anything i think they all have at least some sort of face I never thought about that. <laughs>
2: mm. Let's check it out real quick.
3: That's a good observation, Austin.
0: I mean, they also apparently come from space for some reason. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Ron Hubbard. I mean... The Pokedex says so. Like, they, like,
0: they, like, send out, like, radio waves to space or something weird like that, right? Do they? Something.
3: What is oh the Pokemon... My I...
0: <laughs> what?
3: What?
2: <laughs> so I googled faceless Pokemon, and it was not <laughs> And it was nothing but Pokemon without their faces. <laughs> That's oh, horrifying. No. I don't want to see that ever again. I do. It was
0: like Pikachu. That's like, scary and terrible. Whoa, okay. <laughs> it's such a simple edit and yet.
3: <laughs> horrifying.
2: <laughs> oh, God.
3: I Is was thinking like the- specifically of one of the newer Alola ones, um, the Meteor, the Star one, and I cannot think of its name. Meteor? It's escaping me. Minior, but it, it has, has a eyes. face. It's got like yeah. swirly thingies. So, hmm. Well, I'm avoiding looking that up. I don't want to see faceless Pokemon. I can't stop
0: one.
1: looking. Okay. Sorry.
3: what <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> are you a Are you? are you okay austin
2: no keep keep looking
3: oh my god no what is this this is awful i don't want to see faceless people (laughs) gifs for all the listeners out there jacob has sent a gif of a faceless lady waving and it's terrifying
2: Something about taking someone's face off is the scariest thing in the world.
3: Yeah, because you can tell all kinds of things from somebody's face, their emotions, mm. their state of mind. And when you're not able to see that, it's like how are you supposed to know what somebody's thinking?
0: Alex, I don't think you did your quote. <laughs> oh, yeah, Alex, your quote. I...
3: Okay. Did you snap out of your funk? Are yeah, you I think like so. okay? Yeah,
0: I'm good.
3: Okay. Um well, Jacob took the star you having a face quote that I put down, but um oh the thing that james said james was on fire this episode he said something like when they get attacked by pikachu at towards the end and he's like it's times like these that make me want to go straight and i was like uh that's funny
0: i will note that seymour the scientist is promptly featured in the poker of this episode
3: Ah uh, i skipped the poker rap.
0: well now i'm paying attention to it because you gave me shit for it
2: i skipped it too i ain't gonna buy time for that now it's time for our MVP and LVP, and so basically for each episode we pick a most valuable player and a least valuable player, and we just pick these characters based on how we feel on their performance in this episode was, and the difficult part of this challenge is each character can only be chosen once, so it's like like Austin can't choose James for his MVP, and then I choose James also. You get one character per MVP or LVP, okay? Okay.
0: We've kind of broken that rule already. But we, it's Alex rules. and Jacob, then Austin. Ooh, okay.
2: All right.
3: Um. Okay, so I picked for MVP Misty. Well done. Because she was the standout character in this episode. So I know that was the obvious choice. Maybe it's not. I don't know, depending on what you guys picked. And then LVP uh I, it was a toss up, but I'm kind of trying to decide which one probably the sensational sisters because they were just shit to missy this entire episode
2: well you I took your quote and you took my l v p so we're even now <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry, we've come full circle there you go. sorry
2: I put my m v p as Sil. I just thought he <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just thought he was he was just there and really cute, and I think I think in some form or fashion he clogged the um okay this I gotta sum up this real quick. He clogged the vacuum cleaner when it was sucking the water up because you notice immediately like after he got sucked in there, it started going a little wiry and then Pikachu did his thing, which was stupid by the way. So there's all those fish in that tank and then when Ash goes, wait a minute, water conducts electricity And so he shoots has Pikachu shoot that thunderbolt it would have killed fried every fish in that tank. That's some that's whatever.
3: Can I make an observation real quick about Seal?
2: Yes, yes.
3: Well, actually, it was not so much about Seal, but it was about that stupid thing that Violet said. And she was like... Like, Jesse and James are sucking up all the water, and Seal gets pulled into it, and it he's getting sucked into the whirlpool. And Violet's like, come back, Seal! <laughs> yes,
2: like, I, was about to say, I was just about to say <laughs> that. Like,
3: does Seal have any control over the situation? No, he does not. What is he supposed to do? Like... I just thought that was so dumb.
0: They really—that so was Violet.
3: I think it was Violet, the one with the blue hair. If that's Violet, then it was her. Uh, Violet She's and like, Lily
0: are something else. Can we just She's... make fun of them from now on.
3: <laughs> She's like, "Come back, Seal!" Like Seal's willingly getting sucked into the vortex. I'm like, okay.
2: They're really inconsistent with Pokemon's swimming abilities, and I guess you can say it's a Pokemon case by case thing. But the Seal kind of just gives up and goes in. He's
3: <laughs> like, Come back. "I mean To be fair, it was an industrial, like, ginormous vacuum cleaner. There's no way Seal could have swam against that current, but...
0: But did we notice that Seal got out of the vacuum and was just chilling (laughs) outside? That's that's
2: what I mean. He was a part of it.
0: (laughs) So there was really no threat about anything in this entire episode. He he choked it up. (laughs) Like, Like, it, like, opened into, like, it was shooting the water onto the grass and Seal just, like, plopped out. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I just love how the whole time Team Rocket's like, we gotta catch Pikachu. Let's get this vacuum and suck all the water up. It will surely be in the water.
0: Did we also notice how Pikachu was standing by the pool? And <laughs> then the water like came up like a hand and grabbed Pikachu and sucked it
2: in. <laughs> I love when it was like, Ash is like, Pikachu, watch. And then it just immediately gets sucked in. It was like perfect timing. Uh. That one
3: wave came up to grab Pikachu specifically.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. What
0: you of, who's your LVP? Oh, goodness. Is it Violet or Lily?
2: I can't choose those because uh, someone else did already. Oh, oh. Yeah.
3: Sorry, I picked the sisters as a group.
2: Mm, I'm going to go with Officer Jenny just because apparently she did nothing. <laughs> she did nothing to actually help solve the crime. In fact, we don't even know she's still looking. She kind of just goes, hey, <laughs> someone, someone stole the vacuum cleaner and then I guess they just stole it. You know, they must have great insurance because... Jenny just wrote up a report and that's it. So, MVP is Jenny for being useless once again. Okay,
0: my MVP is Jenny.
2: um
3: <laughs> Dang. Okay. Be-
2: because
0: I, I think like oh, you're serious? Yes. Because she's such a clown <laughs> that I love every time she's on screen, and I have a quote as well from her, like when her, she's talking to Ash, because she randomly fixated on arresting Ash, and she's like, "Now maybe you stopped and asked for directions." Or maybe you found a wallet in the street and turned it in. <laughs> or maybe you're a burglar who broke out of
3: jail. <laughs> I know. We go from, like, these completely innocuous things, like, just, oh, you're just an innocent bystander. Or you could be a terrible burglar. Jenny, There's no in-between. Jenny's, Jenny's that
2: cop. Nuts. Jenny's that cop that you see, like, in more adult shows where, like... When they talk to someone, they pop pills in between scenes, but you get to actually see it in adult <laughs> shows, but they can't show it in a kid's show. So Jenny's like, maybe you're maybe you're a burglar.
0: <laughs> anyway, Jenny's wackadoo, and I appreciate her.
2: <laughs> good, this, good thing this ain't a video podcast. Um, that would have been a bad meme.
0: Jesus. Um, my LVP is going to be Starmie.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: why? Poor okay, Starmie. I will also point
0: out that Pidgeotto suffered once again, so I almost take Pidgeotto. Um, but Starmie is so pathetic. Logically, Starmie should be more powerful than Staryu, but we will see consistently throughout that Starmie does jack shit through the whole series. It just exists and gets beat up when Misty remembers it exists.
3: I mean, maybe it's a really low-level Starmie, and it Starmie must... is more powerful and highly trained. Than... It must
0: be. And I think it's a shame, because I think Starmie has a cooler design than You.
3: Well... I have thoughts on Starmie, but that's not until we get to the School of Hard Knocks episodes. Oh, okay. I'm going to save my observations about Starmie later. Okay,
0: let's move on then.
1: Okay.
2: All right, so episode eight is the path to the Pokemon League, where Ash and friends meet a huge fan of Devo. (laughs) (laughs) Crack that whip. Oh my gosh. That was going to be part of my 30 second summary, but I didn't get to do it, so I had to do it there. Oh, darn it!
1: <laughs>
0: I will note that they're going to Vermilion City even though we know from the Canto region map that Saffron City is closer. But I think they're going to do it to appease Misty because they probably feel bad for forcing her to go to Cerulean.
1: Hmm.
0: Cuz Misty's the one who's like, "We got to go to Vermilion cuz it's the harbor
3: and the ships." Well, she wants to take a romantic luxury cruise.
0: And she's going to take one and she's going to end up at the bottom of the ocean.
2: Oh god, that episode, the Poseidon episode. We'll get there. Yep. Oh, this episode, too, is the first time that Ash gets called a good trainer, I think.
3: Who says that? I don't remember that. Oh, isn't it like when he's battled have... he
2: wins ten matches in a row, and he beats that little, like, two-year-old boy, and the boy's like, oh, you're a good trainer. Fuck the kid. Oh, yeah. Fuck suspenders. Hey, he's trying.
3: But his shorts, they were comfy and easy to wear. He should have said that. <laughs> okay, did we notice that this, like, Rattata trainer kid had, like, six Pokeballs on his belt?
0: Oh,
2: did
3: he? Or maybe it was four. I don't know, but he just used Rattata. I'm like, okay, what other like secrets do you have in there? Well, you had
2: to have balls to battle Ash.
3: Oh. <laughs> Ash isn't very threatening, so.
2: Dare I be so bold?
3: I, I don't blame this kid.
0: This is super specific, but I really liked how when they battled the Rattata kid, they were like on like
2: realistic farmland. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, did you want to notice that? Yeah,
2: the plowed fields and everything—that was actually really cool. Yeah, that was really cool. To the right, you can just like to... a generic trees and
1: grass
2: oh we're getting to see some more of the agricultural aspect of the kanto region that's good because the kanto region is really boring okay so i'm, I'm gonna say something i say Ratata. oh shit
0: not one of these Ratata. okay rattata.
3: what did i say i thought you I said rattata. rattata 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 Ratata. is this another pokemon pokemon <laughs> I think situation there's gonna be a
2: lot of that probably what do i say rattata rattata Raichu. chu ratata
3: What's the correct pronunciation?
0: Ratata.
2: No, it's, it's a it's double consonant, so it's a soft A. I do remember oh, that rat-a-tada. from school. Okay, Mr. Linguistics, calm down.
3: <laughs> okay, so you say it. Tell us, Jacobs. Ratata. School us on the... Ratata. Ratata? Ratata. You threw some Ds in there?
2: Uh, ratata. Ratata. Ratata? Ratata.
3: Ratata. Is it not Ratata. Ratata. Ratata.
2: I think that's right. I think Alex is saying it the best. Ratata. Radicate. That one's easier.
3: So it's so if it's eradicate, then it's ratata.
2: Yeah, radita.
3: Right? Rat, whatever.
2: I got that weird Rattata. southern thing going on where my Ts are Ds. So like you say water, I say water. So I have that working <laughs> against me here. So I'll leave it to y'all.
3: However it just comes out naturally, that's what we're gonna it, go rotata. with. Potato. Potato potato. All right, Anyway. <laughs> all right, so what did we think about AJ, the sadistic well, AJ, Pokemon
0: trainer? AJ has three Ratatas, so we should ask him how he pronounces it. What if they each have a different pronunciation for their name?
3: What if one is just Rat, Ta, Ta? They're all just named. One's Ra, one's oh, Ta. That would cute. That would actually be <laughs> really cute.
0: Well, Ta and Ta would be confusing.
3: <laughs> Those poor Pokemon.
0: Hmm. So, like you mentioned in the summary, Alex, this guy looks like he's Ash's brother.
3: He completely look like he's Ash's brother. They have the same eyebrows, they have the same eye shape, and they have the same the eye squiggly thingies and spiky black hair. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: they have different chins.
3: Different chins? Yeah. How do you even Ash notice that?
0: Because I was doing a side-by-side comparison of the two of them to figure out their facial differences. <laughs> AJ has slightly thicker eyebrows
3: i mean they're not gonna look identical but they certainly have very similar features i
0: think ash's father is sowing his wild oats through the farm fields of kanto Probably was a
2: sperm donor maybe
0: ash yeah. was a, no because they mentioned his father never mind
2: that doesn't mean though i mean you could s- still technically his father
3: yeah but she but delia mentions him like he's a present fixture in ash's uh, life
2: he's not. currently in her imagination he is
3: Maybe she is delusional. I don't know.
2: She's with Jenny popping those pills.
3: <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I feel like we can't do Delia dirty like that.
1: All
0: right. AJ um, is a bad person. You think so? Okay. He, I should have written down all of his quotes that he said to the Pokemon. Like,
3: you bunch of wimps. Yeah, he verbally abuses his Pokemon. Yeah. And you know what bothered me the most about this episode was the fact that Ash and Misty and Brock, like, they go through the course of the episode... And AJ is sort of defending his position on how he trains. And then they end up accepting it at the end. Like, okay, you make a good point. Like, your Pokemon didn't run away from you. I'm Like, yeah, because they're so emotionally and, like, physically abused that they just don't even try. I don't know. It's just, I got upset by that because I was like, okay, Ash makes a good point at the beginning. But then at the end, he just, like, accepts the fact. That it's like, oh, okay, you beat me and your Pokemon seem to like you. So you can keep on with your weird, sadistic bondage Gear training method. Bondage gear,
2: some BDSM training with the, with the Pokemon.
0: Was this it's
3: en- awful.
0: Was this entire episode just a result of the the Gen One trainer sprites having whips? I think so. <laughs> because a bunch of them have. Whips, yeah, they do. Like Sabrina
2: does. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, Misty does mention that she's like, he uses a whip just like a lion tamer. Yeah,
2: and he commands them, so he doesn't like shout the moves. It's just, like two whips is tackle, three whips is dig. Huh.
3: Yeah, I noticed that. He did not verbally call out attacks. He just cracked his whip, and it did shit. I I think
2: besides the fact that that's a whip, I think that's pretty cool. Like, if you could find a way to not shout what you're using, that would be, like, advantageous to you, like, during a battle. I found that cool, but not necessarily, like, the whip tactic I didn't agree with. but And I I actually didn't disagree with, like, AJ's methods for training his Pokemon, but like I did agree with, like, some of the verbal, like you said, I guess, abuse towards them. But I thought it was, like, really cool how he had, like, them lifting dumbbells and stuff like that. And, like, there was something bench pressing and having, like, a weighted vest on your Pokemon. I thought some of that stuff was pretty creative.
0: Yeah, I like that. It reminds me of, like, the super training.
2: Yeah.
3: Like the punching bag in the game and Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Like, that. yeah. like the actual, like, gym equipment.
2: Yeah, that was actually really cool because I was like, that's, how I, that's probably how I would train Pokemon if, like, I actually had it. Like, we'd be, you know, at Planet Fitness... Not sitting off the Lurk alarm, lunk alarm, but we'd be we'd be clanging and banging. That's what we'd be doing. I
3: mean, that's how a human would train in real life is with dumbbells and treadmills and stuff. But I don't know the the fact that the bondage contraption that he straps to his Pokemon, like Pikachu, could not even get out of it. It like made him curl up in a ball to Just, the point where he was trapped. I'm which like, which is strange
0: because okay. was noticeably larger than Pikachu.
2: He says that though. I think he mentioned something about it's like a special scent. Like, Sandshrew that is just, like, bulked up because he's trained it so hard. I mean, he throws it in water, you know?
3: Oh, yeah. Can we talk about the, the fact that AJ at one point says, this is the only Sandshrew in the world that can withstand water. And I'm <laughs> like... one of my quotes. <laughs> I highly... I'm sorry. No, sorry. I'll pick another one.
0: <laughs> we need to rethink the quote section because we always just, like...
3: <laughs> we just sort of talk about stuff as we go.
0: Yeah, we got to redo that. Anyway...
3: He is he certainly not the only sand tree that can withstand water. That's ridiculous. Then again, this kid lives in the backwoods of Kanto and has like no real-world experience at all. So,
0: Okay, let's just talk about the fact that they talk at length. He's going to go and be in the Pokemon League. Well, let's go see you in the Pokemon League. We never see him in the Pokemon
3: Maybe he got arrested for his maltreatment of Pokemon.
2: <laughs> Joy shows up. Uh, he so stepped up her game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Joy. Joy. <laughs> shows up, and she's like, this is a fake gym, and you're abusing your Pokemon. Yeah, I think mean, he did I include, mean, like, a note. This is not an officially
0: sanctioned yeah, gym. Yeah, he does put that the I disclaimer. don't think Joy could do anything about that.
3: Yeah, but you surely they have. In a world that's dominated by, like, you know, living and existing, their entire society is based on Pokemon. There's got to be some really crazy animal abuse, like, strict animal abuse laws, right? I mean...
0: Do we want to get into the thank you discussion of Pokemon slavery and abuse?
3: We talk about that in black and white. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because... That's the topic for another day. That was an interesting approach. When
3: N shows up. Mm. Where was N in this episode? Good God.
0: He's probably, like, hiding in his dark little room.
1: Oh.
2: No lights on.
0: He had, like, a trains and a basketball hoop and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Mm.
2: But Ash and um... This is, like, the first time we see... Ash gets sort of really confrontational with another trainer. Ash throws a punch.
3: Oh yeah, he tries to physically beat him up. Yeah, he
2: try he throws twice he throws a right the hook. Pool.
3: Yeah, There's Ash a- Sorry, go ahead, Austin.
0: I was going to say it's very Melrose place. I like I'm going to the pool.
3: <laughs> I was going to say these early episodes are much more physical. Like the actual like Ash as a trainer tries to actually physically intervene instead of just forcing the Pokémon to settle every difference that there is, but <laughs> oh, another thing.
2: This is the second episode where Pikachu refuses to battle. When? Um, because remember in the first episode, or the first episode we talked about, Ash wants Pikachu to battle Misty because of the the type, you know, advantage. But Pikachu won't do it because mm-hmm. it's Misty. And then this one too, he throws out Pikachu to fight Sintrue, but Pikachu won't fight him because he's like scared of him.
0: Oh. Oh yeah, he was scared of Onix. Yeah.
2: So he's like, so Pikachu butts out for the, like, dips on Ash for the second episode in a row, so.
0: Aw, Pikachu gets a little character development. Yeah,
2: he does.
3: Until they completely abandon it.
2: Yeah.
0: He gets and, more and courageous.
3: That's when we see the departure of Fat Chew when we get into the current uh-huh. iteration of Pikachu. Yeah,
0: Fit Chew. Fat,
1: with a pH.
0: <laughs> Wait, is he still Fat Chew? Yeah, yeah. he is.
3: Yeah, he's still Fatchu.
0: AJ also says he's going to be the number one Pokemon Master.
3: Oh my god, I completely forgot to talk about that. I wrote that down.
0: I was all like, damn it, AJ, you're ruining my thoughts. <laughs> you're ruining my Pokemon Master theory. Or maybe you just picked it up from Ash. That's what I'm going to tell myself.
3: <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Because I remember you said something, like, early on, when we were talking about Ash and his Pokemon Master thing, that Ash is the only one that he's, like, made this term up, or whatever. But in no no point during this episode does ash mention his goal of being a pokemon master and aj seems to be aware of this as you know like completely separate from ash so what the hell is a pokemon master
0: maybe it's in their dna because they're half siblings and (laughs) (laughs) jesus
3: (laughs) oh my god (laughs) or maybe if they have the same dad and the dad mentioned it offhandedly around them at least once and that's where they get it from
2: there's no maybe there. It's a it's a for sure.
3: So that was oh my god, that was a good point. I completely forgot about that.
0: Oh also, <laughs> also Ash joined uh asked AJ to join their group and thank the Lord he did not accept that offer. Oh
2: thank God I couldn't handle that. I can barely handle the three we got now. One more? No.
3: <laughs> I could barely handle when we got Richie.
2: Oh god.
3: So
2: Oh I love how AJ also like wins Brock over by showing him that he also makes Pokemon food. And that's when Brock is like, you know, maybe this guy ain't so bad. Even though he, you know, is very mean and volatile towards his Pokemon, he, he has, he makes the food special.
0: Yeah, I think his heart's in the right place, but someone needs to say something to this kid about his verbal abuse. That's really the only thing he did wrong. Mm-hmm.
2: Like I said, I love the that's methods. That's the
3: only thing.
2: But, well, what else?
3: The bondage gear, the well, physical torture.
2: Well, we don't kink shame here. Yes. true likes
0: not it, kink apparently.
3: shaming. Pokemon cannot consent. That's okay. true. That's true. So,
2: But didn't Sandshrew willingly? Well, I don't
0: know. Maybe some can, like with Choke or.
3: Stop. You stop right there.
2: <laughs> didn't Sandshrew willingly put on that thing, though?
3: Did we see that? I don't like, know, Because I don't remember that.
2: AJ going, hey, Sandshrew, put on your whatever suit. I think Sandshrew just went over there and was like, I'm going to put this thing on.
3: Yeah, but that's any. An- I mean, you could like command an animal to do something like. Well,
0: it's not an animal. I don't
3: creature the animals will
0: mysteriously vanish and we don't know where they went nor do we have any memory of them
3: okay fine creature you couldn't even make the argument like i don't even know if you want to even go into that territory because i'm I'm, now i'm starting to think of like alakazam and its iq of like five thousand, and i'm like would that be abusive to ask alakazam or something to do something because it clearly has the capacity but i don't
2: know how are humans even still here i mean how have how are we how are we the apexes in this world
3: <laughs> yeah, when you have like Alakazams running yeah, and around, the,
2: like Onyx and stuff like that, the thing would crush you in a second. It would, it could spit and knock you out. You know,
3: exactly. I don't know. Maybe we should not go into that whole. Yeah, conversation. That's a lot. That is, a,
2: that's kind of heavy. I like that suit.
3: Do we have any other points we need to make about AJ? Can we leave him behind?
2: Yeah, let's
0: gladly leave him behind. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay.
2: Let's do our quotes.
0: Okay, Alex, Jacob,
2: Austin. oh
3: um, I picked Jesse when she said to me, "Alex, she's like, stop pissing oh around." Oh my gosh,
2: I it, <laughs> Alex. That's the second time like, in a row. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, these
3: puns are on fire, but <laughs> they were not afraid. I do. That's why I love early Team Rocket because they were just not afraid to just throw the. Well, it's four kids or whatever, but they're not afraid to throw these semi inappropriate clones in there. <laughs> That's, I had to pick that one. That's
2: awesome. That's actually one I picked as well. Oh, no. No, that's perfect though, because I actually was, uh, so a part of that conversation, what you're putting on, when she goes, stop pussyfooting around, and then uh, you flash to mouth who's biting, I can't remember what he's biting. He's biting something, but he goes... I'm just biting my time.
3: Was he biting Sandshrew's tail? I think he was biting
2: Sandshrew's tail. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just biting my time. So that was another pun said, that hit good. Is he that what he says?
3: Ah, the moment of tooth. Yeah,
0: it's yes, when he breaks yes, his teeth. <laughs> the moment of
2: tooth. i <laughs> biding my time. Okay, but that's not my quote. That's not my quote.
0: My quote is also Team Rocket.
1: we going to discuss But they had
0: like a kind of big subplot. <laughs> but anyway, um, it was James insulting AJ. Well, first Jesse says he looks hideous. Then James says... Oh that yeah. shirt looks like it's from a century or two ago. He
2: fit in perfectly at a museum. Oh
3: They were like ripping people apart left and right this episode. Yes, and then
2: um that on yours, Austin. Sorry, we're going overboard with the quotes. They were just some good ones. There's some bangers from Team Rocket. Meowth goes, At least he looks at least he doesn't look like he's trick or treating like you <laughs> to Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <dang.
1: laughs>
2: Come with the fire this episode. I love it.
3: I do appreciate their um keen fashion sense and them like ripping these ten year old kids apart for their fashion choices.
0: I mean I agree with them. Look at me, my critique of brock and Misty. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say we've been pretty hard too. Even, even though AJ's even worse than them, I think <laughs> and his hair.
3: Okay, can I just like think about <laughs> just try to think about your sense of fashion when you were ten years old.
0: I didn't have one. I don't have one at twenty nine years old.
3: <laughs> so I I mean I can say with confidence that my fashion sense as a ten year old was god awful so I don't blame these kids for walking around in these outfits.
0: All right. Uh, MVP, LB. All right. Austin, Jacob, Alex.
2: Oh, shit. I'm always in the middle. What's up with that, Austin? You're in the middle of our sandwich. I'm the J and the AJA.
0: Uh, shit. My MVP will be James for his quote. Um, <laughs> and my LVP. this is going to be a hot take. It's Ash.
1: Ooh,
3: explain.
0: Because he... Again, this is the first of two episodes in a row where Ash, like, invites himself into someone else's area and is like, I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong. And he's, like, incessant about it.
3: I don't know if I blame him in this instance. I mean, AJ was a lot.
0: AJ was a lot, but that's not Ash's business.
3: He also
2: accuses AJ of cheating.
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah, he he was
0: going, like, he did a bunch of stuff. Ash was a real
2: kind of a dick this episode. He also said, like, Sansu probably ran away because he hates you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty harsh on AJ.
3: I don't know. Can you blame him? He just, he was very juvenile this episode, but he's only 10. So I was like, okay. He didn't get his way. He lost. And so his, he threw a little tantrum and was like, it has to be where we battled. It has to be the venue we were at. There's got to be a a reason that you cheated or something. And I don't know. Yeah,
0: he was the worst. (laughs) 10 year olds are the worst. Sorry, 10 year olds.
3: Yeah, to any 10-year-olds out there...
0: Yeah, you're all awful. Don't be listening to this podcast,
3: please. <laughs> this is not a podcast for 10-year-olds.
0: Yeah, it's not a serious topic. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: yeah, if you don't like it, then get out. My MVP is Sandshrew, because I think that Sandshrew is actually pretty cool. Types don't affect it. And my LVP, it was Ash, but now it's... I think it's going to be Pikachu, because Pikachu gets punked out again. So why is he there? If he's Ash's go-to Pokemon, and he doesn't deliver... What's the point? So he's my LVP, hmm. Punk.
1: My
3: MVP, I, I can't say either one of them because you guys picked them. All right, I'll just start with LVP. LVP, I originally was gonna say AJ, but I think I'm gonna change my answer to Brock. Oh! Because you mentioned that part, Jacob, about the, the Pokemon food, and I don't know. I just, I feel like I expected better from Brock. He's the breeder, he's supposed to be sensitive, you know, caring about Pokemon, that's his whole thing and all this kid had to do was mention his the fact that he makes his own food just like brock does and he he completely sways brock to his barbaric methods of training pokemon and i was like wow that's all it took for you to go over to this dark side brock i am very disappointed in you did you so i'm gonna say did you just
2: come up with that that yeah. was pretty good that was a good explanation
3: I mean, I sort of, you had mentioned that earlier, and I was like, yeah, I was thinking about it the whole time. I was like, yeah, I just can't condone Brock in this episode. I'm sorry. I expected more from him. And I don't know, MVP. Austin, who did you, remind me who you said again? James. You said James. Can I just, would it be cheating if I said Team Rocket as a whole for um, MVP, or? Well,
0: you cheat every episode, so it's fine.
3: I Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, now I can't, because you made me feel bad.
2: You can do it. I'll, I'll allow it. Do me out or something. I'll allow it.
3: No, I don't know. Now I'm stuck. I'm having a complete brain fart moment. AJ. AJ's... No, I hate that kid. <laughs>
2: How about the suit Santru wears?
3: That's also terrible. Fine, I'll just pick me Alf Austin. I can't think of anything else.
0: Ooh, I actually have a new LVP. <laughs> the suit. <laughs> <laughs> the youngster wearing the suspenders because he's wearing suspenders. Fuck him. Hey.
3: Oh, poor, like, little random Ratataw kid. You guys should go see AJ. You know what? He's undefeated. You know what? He is the true the LVP for this episode because he's the one who set up this whole damn situation in the first place. So, yeah. Wait, you hit. have two badges?
2: <laughs> you must be good.
0: Um, what we've done every time so far is we always, like, give short trip to the last episode because I think we get tired.
2: I've got plenty. I've got plenty. I'm ready to so, go. Okay. I'm like. Are we ready? Man, this ready this, for fuse, this fuse is barely lit.
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. At least one of us has some energy.
2: It's all these pills.
3: Okay, this episode was even worse than the last two.
0: Oh, you didn't even like the Misty
3: episode? I mean, I didn't like her sisters. I thought they were very mean. And I don't know, I guess maybe because I'm the female of this group. But, you know, the fact that it's like, yeah, there's a lot of... Well, there's a lot of emphasis placed on, you know, and not that it should be this way, of course. I'm not condoning this at all. It's just the way society has become. But it's like, you know... Young girls, there's a lot of pressure on them, you know, as far as like appearances and, you know, their role in society, and it's terrible and awful. And, you know, the Father sisters are perpetuating this, like, oh, you're ugly and like terrible and you have no talent. I'm like, this is awful. She's going to grow up to be like scarred forever because her older role model sisters are treating her like garbage.
2: You think that's uh, them just making fun of her because she's a girl, or you think it's more of like a sibling? They're
3: girls. They should know how hard it is to grow up as a young girl Mm. and be so impressionable and, you know, the value that society places on appearances and, you know, what females can do, you know. They can run gyms. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Overall, it's awful.
0: Both their parents are dead.
2: My God.
3: Where are their parents? Yeah, why are they not telling them to shut the fuck up about They're basically idols
2: and, like, japan they'd be idols
3: well that doesn't mean that they can be that they have to be jerks they can be positive role models they should be positive role models to all young girls out there instead they choose to like crap all over their younger sister
0: i will defend daisy daisy gets a lot better
3: like and you mean in future episodes in future
0: episodes daisy becomes like a cool big sister
3: okay well maybe they were like yeah we can't keep going on like that we have to they mature make her atone for her sins
0: and the other two continue to be awful <laughs> off screen i guess <laughs>
3: Anyway, that's- I guess you're right, Austin. I did- I don't know. That episode just sort of, like, struck a chord with me, I guess, but-
0: Anyway, when you were talking about, like, society and young girls, I thought you were going to talk about Giselle.
2: That's what I thought this was going towards, because that- Like, Giselle, the
0: bully, and uh, like, oh, she's awful, because she's just pretty, Eh, uh, whatever. She's also awful. They made
3: her- they made her into the stereotypical mean girl, and I'm like, okay, Hmm. why does the girl character have to be the bitch, but Whatever. I can go into that
1: too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, go for it. It's
2: it, it, it's definitely sort of a uh, like bully situation cuz not only she like not only does she direct the boys to bully them, like she just directs who to go after and all this stuff. So she's like easily the ringleader of what's going on at that school.
3: I know. They they wrote her to be the queen bee bitch yeah. and it's like that exact trope of like I was thinking about Mean Girls or something. She's like this dominating girl character who who uses I don't know. I don't know if there's really an, a good example or if other characters are ascribing this to her, but she kind of uses the fact that she is a beautiful girl to manipulate these people around her. Like Brock and Ash, I mean, that was their first reaction to her was, "Oh my god, she's so cute." Like she has nothing else going for her other than she's the beautiful girl, but whatever. Yeah,
2: they they talk about for like 2 minutes of how she's just good to look at and how they didn't notice anything she said that they just were looking at what she looked like.
3: There's so many problematic elements with Giselle. I'm like, okay, on the one hand, she's the bitch. But on the other hand, she's like this. All the male characters in the episode were objectifying her.
0: Is There's is there also the dynamic of, A, Giselle's the only girl we see. Misty. At, uh, at the school. Oh.
2: Misty and kind then, of goes into it with her, doesn't she? Yeah, and like the yeah. whole like girls versus girls cat fight. Oh, oh, bro- oh brock
3: okay sorry Jacob I don't mean to like jump in but I just remember this when you said that Brock literally says to Ash at one point he's like everyone knows you don't jump in between or something to the effect of like you don't jump in between two girls having a cat fight or something I'm like what the fuck
2: <laughs> oh it actually it's something he goes like you know what's a sign of a good wise Pokemon trainer they don't get in the middle of cat fights
3: yeah that yeah. was it I was like excuse me
0: like, is it the whole, like, girls are so emotional that, like, you just, they're just they it's... get mad, they get mad, you gotta stay out of their way, and they, they hate each other, and...
3: Yeah, you can't jump in or in. they'll bite your heads off, like... I, there are so many things, I'm sorry.
2: This is a sexist episode.
3: It is! It is a sexist episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this, yeah, these... Th- the first one and this one, especially. And there's a weird part at the end that we'll get to when we get to, but... That's also featured about Giselle, and, um... I'm going to talk about that school real quick, though, because this school... Pokemon Tech? Yes. Pokemon Tech has the ability to manipulate the weather. Oh, yeah. Did you guys catch on to that? That it it can manipulate the weather for, like, miles upon miles outside the school? Yes. Which doesn't make
0: sense in Gen 1, but in later Gens, when they have weather-altering moves, it makes perfect
2: sense. Yes. But the school (laughs) itself, it talks about... I think it, it... you see this fog at the beginning, and the school actually created the fog. And then they mention over the PA that tomorrow is going to be like the winter snow trainer day or whatever. And they talk about how it encompasses miles around the tech school. Yeah.
0: So are we to assume the twerps were like a ways off? Or were they really close to the school? Because Ash goes off on his own, and then Missy and Brock catch up with him in like a moment. So were they actually going to camp right next to the campus, and they didn't even realize it because of the fog? Is that what was supposed to imply
3: when the fog clears they're right in the courtyard
0: yeah like they're already in the courtyard
3: yeah which is where the treadmill was because ash i think at one point says something like oh we're in the middle of nowhere but actually they weren't they were in the like the main front part of the campus all the whole time no yeah
2: maybe i missed that part i thought they were actually further away because i thought joe says the boy being bullied his name's i guess joe is um talking about how that they go off campus or something like that but i guess you're all right
3: I think they were there the whole time. I think Ash and friends walked up on the building not even realizing they were right by this school. Right. So. They could have
2: died if it was the snow day. <laughs> 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 I mean, they walk on, they're just like this mess blizzard. They would have
0: died. They need to have better outfits because Brock's <laughs> the only <wants> one who's prepared <laughs> for all weather conditions.
3: <laughs> Are we certain that they weren't using Pokemon off screen to create weather conditions and they just didn't like write that in yet?
0: We have to assume knowing what we know, know the Pokemon world as a whole that they were like there was a cast form or something doing stuff but we didn't know that as of Gen 1 so yeah. instead it's just very bizarre
2: that's what I got to because the fog just vacates like in the middle of that <laughs> scene so I was like what the? I mean it was kind of cool but I think Austin's right with the assumptions we have to make
3: I mean it's really hard because we know we've gone through so many Gens and so many things have been introduced since Gen 1 like as of that time of the airing of that episode it's like yeah we know of other yeah. things now, but it it's hard magic. to go back and remember, oh, that stuff didn't exist yet.
0: So, I feel like the setup of, we know that they were in the courtyard, but why do they have an outdoor treadmill and surround the kid with, like, dining room table candles That's... in hand? It, like, what is this? Is this a reference to something that I'm not getting? <laughs> I thought it was, like, some kind of like, cult. Like, Japanese private school culture? <laughs> I don't understand.
3: Oh, the thing I wrote down was... Prep school hazing ritual. Like, Uh why are they hazing this poor kid? Like, forcing him to run on this treadmill and answer questions about Pidgeys. I'm like, okay.
2: My thought process was they had the candles, like, at the back of the treadmill. So if Joe falls off, if Joe falls off, he just gets burnt. So it's like, you better, you better make sure you're moving. Otherwise, you're going to get burnt.
3: Okay. Can I just say one thing in appreciation of Joe? This kid's actually smart because I think at one point when he's having a conversation with um, Ash and friends, he's like, oh, yeah, I intentionally play dumb so that they don't give me hard questions. I'm like, this kid's gaming the system. Good for him.
2: (laughs) He also drops out.
3: I mean, yeah. Do you blame him? I
2: would love to see
0: the reaction to Joe going home to start a traditional journey after he states his parents have scraped to send him to the school.
3: The school doesn't seem very ethical in general. Like, Can we talk about that no, 40-year-old kid or whatever? Well, he wouldn't be a kid anymore, but he's like this old guy sitting under the tree who's failed continuously and somehow just doesn't move on with his life. But
2: He looked a lot like Seymour.
0: <laughs> Maybe Seymour escaped from Pokemon Tech and he
2: wandered to Mount Moon. And now he's back. <laughs> the fable just dropped him off. <laughs> he back in there
3: and the other thing that i wanted to ask was is this like allowable the fact they were having this whole conversation about if you go through the technical school you get to circumvent doing the gym badges i mean how does that is that even legal like what
0: like i think it kind of makes sense that rich people would game the system and have it so that Mm -hmm. these kids don't actually have to to do,
2: they reference the
0: difficult training. Part. They reference it. That. Also makes sense for accessibility reasons.
3: How do you mean? Like
0: I guess, like I like maybe some people are unable to physically travel across the entire countryside.
3: Okay, that's a fair but point. But that,
0: but that doesn't mix with the private school hoity-toity. toity.
2: That is a really cool thought you had there about the accessibility thing. Because it's like a uh, like the ADA stepped in and said for the people that can't, or like maybe constricted to one town or whatever, they do have the opportunity to somehow advance and participate in the league.
3: Does that work in the same... Con- I mean, if the, if it's an accessibility thing as far as the physical travel part of it, then what about the accessibility part for people who are not physically able to travel, but also not wealthy enough to afford the school?
0: Yeah, it seems very corrupt. Canto is a... We always seem the world world's utopia. Maybe it's actually a dystopia.
2: Yeah.
3: Do they have scholarships to this place? I mean... Nope. I mean, Joe clearly is not from a wealthy family, but... I don't know. Misty of that.
2: Misty does kind of point out that it it's one of those. Apparently, there's more of these too, because Misty point says it's like, oh, it's one of those rich kid private schools. So there are there are multiple.
0: I kind of like Ash meeting Rogby. Like, fuck these rich kids, right? (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome.
3: Well, the other thing too is why is Misty carrying around a flyer for Pokemon Tech? Just she just pulls it out of her pocket, like, oh, I have a flyer just sitting around here.
0: Like did she like, find it on the road and just be like, oh? Mm.
3: I don't know. She just seemed to have it already in her possession. I'm like, why do you have this?
0: Uh, smartphones don't exist yet. We have to come up with some sort of weird way for her to have
2: exposition.
3: Dexter could have been, isn't he an encyclopedia? Oh.
2: Dexter dropped it.
3: Oh well. I guess thank God we don't have like the Rotom Dex iteration of the Pokedex. Ugh. Hey. Yes.
2: Don't don't hate on Rotom. Don't you have a Rotom Dex plushie, Jacob? Maybe, maybe I will not.
3: hate on Rotom decks. I do not like Rotom decks. I'm sorry. I found it to be insufferable.
2: Hot Ooh. take. Hot take. Alex hates Rotom.
0: Anyway, fog hazing. Um, oh, we get a timeline.
2: No. We do get a timeline established. Yes. Um yes, So it's two been. Months. Yes, it's been two months. And Ash talks about how he's been training for two months, and then all the rich kids shit on him because he's only been training for two months.
3: So time does pass in the Pokemon world. Yeah, we need that he was how a flow Somehow chart. Ash does not age. Doesn't make sense. Nope. Okay, so what other thoughts do we have?
0: Jesse and James went to the Pokemon Tech.
3: And they failed out. I don't even know if they failed out. They didn't pass the entrance exam. They said they failed the entrance exam. So they didn't even get in Oh, the so
0: they didn't actually
2: go. Yes.
3: Right. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. They didn't even get in. <laughs>
0: okay
2: but how the fuck they just knew them they're like oh team rocket they didn't like how do they know them if they didn't ever get in it's like they just knew like <laughs> that was they bizarre. did so bad that they knew they didn't get in
3: well they had the worst entrance exam test scores of all time so they're probably like yeah. an urban legend at the school
2: oh they're how do those people know that they became team rocket members that's exactly it too their pictures are on the wall somewhere the wall of shame in the school like, they, they that's suck. a good
3: point apparently they're nationally known but
2: austin was going to point to a fact that this is actually a good calling card to one of the team rocket characters about maybe how they were able to afford possibly afford going to this school
0: right because james is rich we don't know that yet. super rich but jesse is like passed around every possible backstory you could possibly have in the foster care system. Who knows
3: so what the truth is. There's
2: there some sort of like weird scholarship system going on? I don't know. That that part didn't make sense to me, Jesse. under James's character makes sense, but Jesse's, I was like, okay.
3: Correct me if I'm wrong, Austin, but I think, and I know I'm, I'm skipping ahead, but I, doesn't that contradict? Like, so if Jesse and James went to Pokemon Tech together, they would have known each other prior to being in Team Rocket, but there's that episode where they meet for the first time in Team Rocket, Right. So how does that... That that cannot be the correct case. They knew each other before.
0: They were also in a bicycle gang.
3: Yeah, and and yes, and they were in the bicycle <laughs> gang prior to Team
2: Rocket. Maybe they just have, like, short-term memory loss or something. <laughs> They're just like, oh, wait.
3: So do maybe we will never know the truth about the actual origin of Team Rocket, but I choose to believe they knew each other prior. I think so, too. Maybe they were just putting on some kind of act for Team Rocket. Like, oh, we don't know each other, so that way they pair us up and they don't like give us different partners that we don't know or something
0: well didn't they also like they had like some sort of like conflict like they didn't like each other
3: uh jesse
0: and james so maybe they had some sort of like falling out when they left the bicycle gang
3: maybe maybe there was a, a time skip situation where they had some kind of thing and then reconciled
2: yeah i can't i can't remember that uh-huh. But it shows that Team Rocket's standards are really low if they take in people who couldn't even barely pass some entrance exam to get into tech school. So I guess stay in school, kids, because apparently if you don't, you join a gang.
0: Okay, I'm wondering about the structure of Team Rocket in that there are seemingly the grunts who wear the black uniforms and the berets who go around and they like follow orders. But seemingly Jesse and James are like their own independent agents and they get to like wear whatever the hell they want to and do whatever the hell they want to.
2: It, it it doesn't make and and that one season two where all uh, we won't talk about it too much in depth. but uh, the, we're getting into yeah, it. Yeah, it's it. Let's just say their like skill level changes dramatically later on for some reason that doesn't make sense. But right now they're just kind of like want to be Team Rocket people.
3: I have thoughts about that, but I'm gonna save it.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I yeah. do let's I I team. It. They're not very big. Do we not even want to discuss the whole Giselle more than we already have?
3: I I don't know. I already kind of talked a little bit about Giselle and how problematic she is and I don't know if she's just a victim of like sexist writing or something but I will say at the end I did appreciate her sort of transformation like her thought process changed at the end she became nice you know she was being supportive of Joe and was like okay yeah you know look forward to seeing you at the Pokemon League you know you'll do great and all this stuff I mean she did sort of change at the end so I guess she did redeem herself but
2: it also gets really weird at the end. In what way? <laughs> when Joe's like, Giselle, is it okay if I keep your picture? Yeah, it weird. And then Giselle's like, oh yeah, I love keeping pictures of my friends. And then Joe just goes quiet. <laughs> and then
0: Joe talks. I mean, good for her. She has no obligation <laughs> yeah, to him. Yeah.
2: And then Joe. <laughs> well, she was a bully toward yeah, him, but. She was but really so- mean, but. There's a part about them sharing pictures and apparently they just all have pictures. I guess it's, I guess it's kind of cute, but the Joe part was weird.
3: I felt really bad for Giselle in that moment because I'm like, this kid is carrying around a picture of you and we all know why.
0: Yeah. And then he, show, he shows it to the twerps and is like, just because I don't like the way she acts, that I means I don't like the way
1: she looks. Yeah, that's, yeah. it was gross. Uh. It was
3: gross to me. And I was like... Yeah, and I don't know if Giselle is just, like, being naive about it. And she's like, oh, I keep pictures of my friends, too, and not really realizing the real reason that he's keeping her picture. And I, I – it grossed me out. It grossed me out. So. Not to
0: mention it was, like, a stalker. That's what – yeah. Because she was talking to another girl, and it was from behind her looking over her shoulder at the other girl. So that was a photo she didn't realize was being taken.
2: Yeah. It was really oh. weird.
3: Yeah, it was a like, candid – it was a candid shot.
1: hmm
2: Yeah.
3: It was gross, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah,
2: that was really weird. Joe's kind of weird. They had the dropping out thing would have pissed me off if I was his parents. But I know. That's why we never saw Joe. Yeah, Joe gets grounded hard.
3: So why couldn't... My thing is, you, it would have been better if they had taken a group picture, like Ash mm. and Misty and Brock, and then the group of the tech kids. Like, they should have just taken a, a friendly group picture and been like, okay, that's the picture you're going to carry around, not the, the sketchy, gross, like... Yeah. I should have had a yearbook oh, I'm just, like they're both yeah. looking at
2: a yearbook and they're like oh I'm gonna keep the yearbook with your picture in it maybe have them sign it or something or sign my yearbook. yeah <laughs> sign my yearbook so I remember you or something that was weird
3: poor Giselle I mean she's just
2: that would come from poor to G- <laughs> fuck Giselle to poor Giselle
0: <laughs> well we can feel sorry for Giselle and also yes feel like her behavior is a reaction to the society the world she's in and having to survive, and also condemn her as a fictional character being written.
3: I think it's more of her being a victim of how she was written. It's like, okay, not only is she like, okay, not only is she written at the beginning to be the Queen Bee bitch character, but then she has this redeeming thing at the end, but then, simultaneous to that, she's being objectified Mm -hmm. still by by the male characters. And I'm like, it's gross, and I just... I feel bad for her as a character as a whole because I'm like, she can't win. Either she's being a bitch or she's being objectified. So
2: it's just terrible. That's the thing with like these one-shot characters that they have to cram in an episode is there's like massive transformations of development, you know, like extreme one into the other in 20 minutes. So you kind of get this weird conglomerate of character development.
3: They did her dirty. It's like she's not likable at the beginning and then she just... Uh, she gets taken advantage of at the end mm-hmm. It's like, mm. it's gross to me but... her
0: redemption is to be objectified Yeah, that's a good way of putting it uh.
3: Yeah, so And
0: she's being um, objectified the whole time, but still
3: yeah, I mean, I do appreciate her, you know the, uh, the only thing I can say I appreciate Is the fact that it's like, okay She realized that, you know It's more about being nice to your friends And supporting them and their decisions You know, instead of being this mean girl But still I'm like, okay, she's ugh. Overall, just gave me a bad taste in my mouth.
2: Yeah, this and that first Misty episode, easily. I had a very specific point. Yeah. A thought related to this.
3: What?
0: So these kids take the classes and then they go to the league. How are they obtaining Pokemon and training them up to the league standards? Because presumably the Pokemon they're using are like rental Pokemon to school own.
3: Yeah. So how would they, if they graduate, what Pokemon would they then use to compete in the league? Because you couldn't yeah. use rental, You can't use rentals in the league.
0: Yeah, like, Jezelle G- picks out the Graveler from the shelf. Yes. It wasn't hers. The Cubones seemed to be hers.
3: Was it? I thought that was one she also picked.
0: Oh, maybe not.
2: That was weird. I thought
3: yeah. they all used rental Pokemon. So, that's a good point. I did not think about that.
2: Unless the school just gives it to them when they leave. Maybe, like, one of each type. Or they, like, assign them when they yeah. start. Sort of like an oak handout situation.
3: Hmm. That's a good point. Maybe they just do get one upon graduation that they then use because then they'd have to start all over again and it's like well why wouldn't you just have done a journey in the beginning
1: mm-hmm.
0: i like to imagine none of these kids make it past like the first round of the league
2: <laughs> yeah they all get like get fucked yeah, it's like a scam to think that like what you're getting is actual quality education and you get in the real world and you get fucked
3: i mean that's sort of a parallel to real life <laughs> that's what i was about to say college <laughs> yeah
0: no in real life the rich kids yeah stay the rich kids. yeah
2: no matter what happens they always stay rich
0: I guess they go home and they start their c- careers. Of Join a board. inheriting
2: company. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Some nepotism going on.
2: Oh, I actually have one more point in this episode, too, to point out. Is this the first time we talk about levels?
3: Yes.
0: First and only First time. and only
2: time. Okay, so that's what I thought. I thought this was, like, a, maybe a callback to the games. Because I think they say something about, like, Ash's Pikachu is only, like, level 25 or something like that. And how, like, the Graveler's, like, a 40 or something like that.
0: Well... Yeah, we gotta ignore that. Like, the levels. <laughs> It makes sense as an RPG structural programming aspect. It doesn't make sense.
2: I'm so glad they cut that out. Like, what is our level in real life? I'm level
0: 32. I'm
2: so glad they cut that out because they would have ran into... I have a base
0: stat of...
2: Yeah, like, they would have ran into that DBZ problem of, like, there's no accountability for how high you can go. And they just keep getting more powerful and powerful. So I love that they were like, okay, we're going to mention this, but we're not going back to it. So good on you, Pokemon. They
3: probably realized... Yeah, they probably realized that it was problematic to continue to even mark where they were as far as levels. I mean, it's just too much to keep track of.
0: Here's my theory: hmm. the kids at Pokemon Tech, they are like they're playing the video game because they have the the screen oh. that is the Game Boy. Oh yeah. I mentioned that. Yes. The, yeah, yeah, and like it like it has like the health bars and the moves and everything. So the levels are a fake system. that the school has devised that tries to assign numerical value to a Pokemon's battle readiness um, and give estimates on to when they will learn moves and when and when they will evolve. But it's all it's all bullshit.
3: You know what? It's all
0: theoretical and it's not real.
3: That's a good point. I like that. That's my theory. That's a
0: good theory. That's
2: a really good theory.
3: Damn. Okay. Yeah, we're going to go with that. That it's just some arbitrary thing that doesn't mean shit. But it's all about you know what? And I do appreciate the fact that it's like Giselle, like, is this, well, I I guess Ash used the environment thing in his battle with Brock earlier, but, you know, this, we're kind of establishing that as Ash's sort of signature thing, you know, using Pikachu to spin Cubone's helmet, bone helmet thing around and Mm -hmm. letting it hit itself with its own bone meringue, Mm -hmm. just using the environment and the Pokemon's moves against their own moves against themselves.
1: Yeah, good point,
0: Alex. They're kind of establishing that really early. Yeah, Ash is, probably on accident. Ash can't but... win through
2: pure power. He has to manipulate his environment for him to win.
0: Well, he's like Mulan in the animated version <laughs> oh. of Mulan. He he thinks outside the box and uses his ingenuity. Yeah, he th- even though launches the cannon. Mulan, he's an idiot. Launches
2: the cannon at the peak of the mountain to cause an avalanche. Great point.
3: Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, you have the the whole dichotomy of like, okay, you've got the tech savvy kids you know the textbook going by oh moves and you know how they use how the moves would match up like ground versus electric okay who's got the type advantage but then you have ash who's just sort of winging it and that's always been his style he's not been a textbook studious type he just sort of goes with it if it works it works if it doesn't okay i'm gonna try Mm. something else so it works for him yeah it works he
0: he gives giselle an identity
2: crisis (laughs) who am i
3: i can't believe i lost a match I was going to say, Ash doesn't go to school for like 20 years until he goes to like a Lola school, but that doesn't even count. So, that's not really a that's school. Not real school. That's <laughs> not school at all. That's just hang out
2: with your friends and solving fake problems. Yeah.
3: Just go around causing issues and having to fix them.
0: We're not going to talk about Sun and Moon because we're not talking about how they drop the ball on
1: that one.
3: Okay. But yeah, well, this is the first time Ash goes to any sort of school and it's not even school. This kid does not have an education. A traditional education, I should say.
1: He's
2: not bright. He
3: is... He has some ingenuity, though. I mean... He's
2: creative, yeah. He's definitely street smart. Yeah. He has a a talent that he has
0: improved his skills over the course of 20-something years, slash less than one year.
3: Yeah, I I agree with that. He's a street smart kid and not a book smart kid. I mean, that's why he has Brock, and then (laughs) Brock leaves eventually, but...
2: Then you get Tracy.
3: Ugh, I mean I will say I did make one point of this. I wrote down that Brock and Misty are like Ash's voices of reason. Like they exist to Mm -hmm. give sort of exposition to what's happening during the battles. Like and I think Ash turns to them at some point. And this may have been the AJ episode, but he's like, I don't need your help. I'm gonna figure this out by myself. But I mean Brock and Misty do sort of shout help to him from the sidelines, so
0: maybe without Brock and Misty, Ash never would have made it as far as he did.
3: It's the power of friendship.
2: friendship. It's like they're a tripod. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he certainly would not. Have, and that I think that's part of the whole message, really. It's like you don't really get far in life without, you know, leaning on people and, you know, getting support from others. You can't do stuff alone.
0: I'm suddenly remembering at one point in, a, in I think, the Joto League, Brock and Misty are considered to be Ash's coaches. And they're mm-hmm. able to coach him from the sidelines.
2: Yeah.
3: They are gym leaders. I mean, mm. I guess kind in of. some kind ways. Kind of, yeah. But... <laughs>
2: They somehow became gen leaders. Not necessarily, you know, whether they earned it or not, it's up for debate.
3: They sort of inherited it from their family. Yeah. So. But, I mean, I digress. I mean, that's the whole message. It's like, friends, stick together and lean on each other and support each other. And we all bring different strengths to the table. But.
0: And they haze each other and they're fog treadmills.
3: That's not our main trio. That's different outside <laughs> kids. That's not Ash, Misty, and Brock. <laughs> So, I we'll all two,
2: right, yeah, let's move on oh. to our quotes.
3: Oh, wait, wait, oh. sorry, guys. I forgot. I wanted to talk about Starmie and how it got its face gem thing shattered.
2: Oh, uh-huh. yeah.
3: So, maybe it's because I've been watching a lot of Steven Universe recently, so. <laughs> just made the parallel. I'm, like, hyper-focused on the gems getting shattered. I'm like, oh no, Starmie's dead! <laughs> That's
2: why
0: Starmie's not able to live up to its full potential through the rest of Season 1, because it's, like, critically injured. Yeah, it's, like, dead. Oh, it didn't
3: have, yeah, exactly. It didn't have Steven in his healing spit to heal its gem, and so now it's, like, broken. <laughs> Poor Starmie. It got its face thing shattered by Graveler. I'm like, oh my god, nobody's concerned about this Starmie? Like...
0: I felt really bad for it with Misty holding it. Yeah, and it's just... So, but, like, it was so pathetic. And its
2: face is just shattered. Like, it looks like... It's just off. I would have ran it to the Pokemon Center if that was, was me trying to... How does it.
3: Nurse... But how does Nurse Joy... How do you fix a shattered psychic gem?
2: Gorilla glue. <laughs> Gorilla
3: glue. Um, but no, I, I was thinking about that when we were talking about Starmie if, a little while ago. And I was like, oh, wait. Starmie came up again in this episode where it got wrecked. So. Again. <laughs> this poor thing cannot okay. catch a break.
2: Pidgeotto and Starmie need a support group. <laughs> they need to just stop battling. <laughs> they need friends and, you know, to coach them.
3: That's the thing. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Ash and Misty, when they were battling these past couple episodes, they were really notoriously bad for just standing there and letting their Pokemon just take yes. damage. I'm like, are you going to call a move? Are you going to do or say anything? Are you Are just going to stand there and let them get like destroyed?
0: And like the Pokemon were doing moves on their own
2: initiative. Mm-hmm. There was no yeah. commands. Yeah.
3: I think at some point I can't remember what episode it was. It could have been this one or it could have been the AJ episode. Doesn't Ash say like shock attack? Oh, did he? Something. He's like Pikachu do oh. a shock attack or something. I, I thought like, that oh. was the
2: that was the vacuum episode. I think when he's getting sucked in and he I goes don't know. Pikachu do, do shock. That was, that's poor kids striking. Yep. <laughs> There's no consistency was... with the attack anything. <laughs>
0: I kind of feel bad for four kids, cause, in a way, because they inherit like, okay, here's 150 like monster characters, here's all the human characters, here's all the attack moves, here's all the cities, here's all the items, here's all the the, you know, the key terms and terminologies and the way these things intersect, here's the types. There's a lot to keep track of, given that they had zero context. All right,
2: quote Quotes? Yeah, let's quote do quotes? our Quotes. <laughs> our Quotey Quotes.
3: We should call them that from now on. Quote Quotes. All right, let's
0: do it. Quote-y Alex All right, it's Austin, Alex, Jacob. Oh, I'm, I'm in the middle of uh, this
2: time. I'm like last.
0: Yep.
3: Sorry, Jacob.
0: Sorry, Jacob. Um, my fr- I don't have the, the entire thing written down, but it was when Ash was trying to stop the hazing bully kid, and Missy steps in to help, and Ash is, once again, misogynistic and says, like, I can handle it. So Misty's response is great because she says, "I'll be here on the sidelines cheering you on, waiting to drag off your carcass at the end. Oh, Show them you're shit. a man, Ash." That, that was great.
3: my <laughs> quote. Oh, no. oh my god, I am glad you picked that up, Austin.
0: Because it's like kind of in the background. Oh,
3: my god. <laughs> shit! I thought that one was gonna be um like completely glossed over and you guys would not have noticed that at all
2: no that stood out that was oh <laughs> way to take our quotes austin sorry no i randomizer playing the randomizer
3: <laughs>
0: even though you guys don't actually see the randomizer so i can say whatever i want that is and you true never know.
3: <laughs> well if you turned up first all the time i think jacob and i would know things were getting a little sus but...
2: well there's only three people on the list so there's not very many <laughs> possibilities there's only three people
3: okay so this quote i picked it because not because i liked it but because i was offended by it sort of mm-hmm. when Brock says Damn something it. like
2: oh, I know where you're
1: going it was a good line it was I know bad where you're but going. it was a good
2: line Damn it. I'm sorry Is it? <laughs> I know where you're going just go, go ahead and Brock,
3: say it <laughs> when Brock makes the offhanded comment when they first see the picture of Giselle or Mother. whatever and he says something to like the effect of like she can violate my <laughs> rights and That's I was like, like okay hold on like <laughs> that is too much that is way too much for a kids show stop is, right that there was a
1: lot. i was like i love how
0: they and before that they had ash set it up by like being kind of like intellectual like i for one thing it's a violation of students rights i'm like damn go ash
3: yeah and then brock jumps in with his she can violate my rights i'm like okay we're done <laughs>
2: dang it that was dang it
3: sorry i you know and i was upset because i'm like okay i know brock is the best character i know his one of his overarching personality traits later is his like lust or whatever for the female characters in the show but i was like i don't know that was a little much for me i'm like this girl is like what 12 <laughs> calm down
2: oh, okay <laughs>
3: i'm sorry i swept that right i'm from under your feet <laughs> no it's okay
2: i found another one thank god for google
3: did you just Google that right now? Maybe. Okay. You
2: Google the script for this episode? I actually did, and it popped right up for me. This is great. Okay, so to give a little context to this quote, Joe is talking about how he hates um, Giselle, and, and then Misty goes, hey, if she's making your life so miserable, how come you're carrying her picture around?
3: Ah. Austin, do you have a thought on that? You're staring off into space. <laughs> no. Yeah, well. Just that Joe's a creep? Joe's you know a creep. You know what? There's a lot we could probably say about Joe and him the fact that he's carrying around a picture of this girl without her knowledge or consent. And we all know the reason why, so. Because he's gross.
0: Let's move on. That was a great quote. Alex great, Jacob often. Great quote there, Alex, oh.
2: though.
3: Okay, thank you. Um, okay, so this one is kind of weird, and I wasn't sure how to approach this at all, because I simultaneously have Giselle as MVP and LVP. Oh, And I kind of already went into this and covered it, but it's because of all the stuff that I was saying before about how, you know, she w- was victimized, basically, this episode by the horrible writing, you know. So she's she's MVP because at the end... Well, she is the, the dominating character. You know, she's a strong, independent female character. I just hate the way that they portrayed that as her being a bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be a strong independent dominant woman without being a bitch but but then she was mean to her friends and she bullied the kids so i'm like i don't know i'm kind of she's both mvp and lvp because at the end you know she is really she kind of sees okay i don't need to be a bully to be like a dominant person but i think it's just bad writing and then she was victimized by joe so
2: it's a mini like redemption arc (laughs) in like the middle of a
3: yeah but she was redeemed for the wrong reason i don't know very easily I just, I have conflicting feelings about it. I just feel really bad for her as a character. So, she had to get both. She's both a good character and presented as a bad character, but...
2: <laughs> okay, so, I forgot what I was going to say. Um,
3: I know, my argument was that good.
2: I know, it was fantastic. <laughs> I was, you really oh, stole my the my, show. Uh, my I'm sorry! No, 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 like, in a good way. Like, you have a lot of great yeah.
0: talking points.
3: Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad I could bring this female perspective, because I really think that the female characters were did dirty in these early episodes and I don't I guess that's just because that they were in the 90s and people didn't know better but anyway
2: yeah like I could recognize they were being mean but I didn't think about it like that much in detail of course
3: I'm glad I could frame it for you in that way
2: thank you so much so my <laughs> uh, my LVP is uh Joe for this episode good whoa. yeah good because he's your mvp lvp
3: lvp oh oh oh!
2: oh. i was like whoa I'm, yeah okay. uh, joe belongs in
3: the trash
2: i don't have an mvp just yet so i'm trying to stall time by talking about the lvp part <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> joe is really weird and he drops out
3: and that's the only reason
2: no no there's a bunch of, and he has a bowl cut <laughs> and he has a bowl cut but he's
3: a terrible person with terrible hair
2: Yes. And the picture thing is really weird. The fact that he drops out re- is really weird. The whole like, I don't know, he's just kind of just a weird guy. Like he's just there. He reminds me of Mace from that Ewok movie we watched where he's kind of just there, oh but is isn't God. Jesus
0: Christ. But he, he
2: like cares for people for the wrong reasons. So And then he dies. And then he, yeah, and he's probably not going to make nobody it. Nobody was
3: Sindel was not even sad. <laughs> like, well, she had like brother. Yeah, that's all she needs in life. And it's like, oh, my family died and Mace is dead. Who cares? Whatever.
2: Let's move on. Sorry, I
3: didn't mean to jump in and, and interrupt with my
1: Ewok. Whatever.
0: <laughs> a very famous cultural touchstone to Ewok movies from the
2: 80s. I think the kind of people that listen to this would also know what we're talking about there. So, or we'll see. <laughs>
1: it was and a bad movie.
2: It was a soap, such an awful movie. And I think my MVP, I think Pikachu does a really good job of battling Cubone. Because I think that, like, Pikachu gets pretty, like, bashed in pretty well by Cubone, but then he comes back and he, like, annihilates Cubone and is clever. Like, Ash is somewhat involved with that, but Pikachu to pull it off is actually really impressive And the way he, act- and he, of course, beat Cubone, so he's my MVP.
0: See, yeah, I was going to pick Pikachu for MVP for the sequence where he's playing with the treadmill and no one notices. Oh, yeah. And then Brock pushes up the power and makes him fall off.
3: Oh! And then he,
0: dra- and then he kicks the treadmill and hurts his foot. But-
3: Oh. Poor Pikachu. I did see that. That was
0: cute. I love that.
3: Does Brock purposefully do it, or does he think that he's like just, oh, I'm gonna reach over and turn it off, and then he accidentally... no, he
0: leans over to oh. position himself. <laughs> it's cute. Uh, my MVP is gonna be Cubone because I like the way it says I Bone." <laughs> 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 I don't know if it actually says that in this episode. Oh, like that.
3: I love it. <laughs>
0: Because uh, it's cute. I like the staring contest part. And I liked him just like whacking Pikachu on the head with the like, bone. I wish- um, and I also kind of feel like Cubone got kind of ripped off because Cubone kind of had an implied big storyline in red and green, blue, yellow. Mm-hmm. And this is really the only time it ever does anything, I think, in season one of any note. So I'm going to give it to him out of pity. Aww. And because his mother's dead. Uh-
3: <laughs> Do you think that one of the twerps should have got a Cubone? I would've... think
0: it had they done the anime today, they would have implemented the Cubo, Marowak, all that.
3: Brock should have had it.
0: Ooh. Mm-hmm. The orphan cube. Well,
3: he's like the mother.
0: Create some ghost food. Yeah, for yeah no, that makes sense. That'd be too sad. Um <laughs> My LVP I'm gonna give it to Starmie.
1: Oh no! <laughs> <I'm getting
0: blasted. laughs> Poor thing. Starmie Starmie should not Star exists to be in the Sensational Sisters. Think my swimming shows and be pretty. It's not a fighter. It's a lover.
3: Oh, poor thing. With seal, it, yep. It really tried.
0: That's it. That's it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, you guys ready for the Poker
3: rap? Oh my god, I'll also go for or... it. I'll pay money if you can rap the whole thing.
0: Uh, if I can pull up the lyrics.
3: No, you can't pull up the lyrics. That's cheating. Well, I can't
0: <laughs> only do electro Diglett, meter and minky.
2: <laughs> How long is the don't
0: rap? Uh-uh.
2: I wanna be the best there ever was.
0: That is not one lyric. It is. is it? That was Jacob's remix version. To beat. Of it. Oh, I couldn't even recognize to it. To beat
2: all the rest. Yeah, that's yeah. my call. Electro diglet. Electro diglet. Neater and minky. Venusaur, rattata, Ferro Pidgey.
3: <gasps> Did you cheat and look it up? No. Uh huh.
2: I I, I jode it.
3: You jode it. I you underplayed my you skills. Took a picture.
2: I underplay my skills you, oh. Oh, you're, you're playing dumb
3: to, so we're impressed and like oh my god you know that
2: he knew all along
3: if you did just recall that off the top of your head that's impressive
2: thank you all right does that uh, does anyone have any more thoughts opinions or want to express any, ex, express,
0: express any concerns ash was wanting for a girl misty imagined herself in paris but paris doesn't exist she was actually in
2: kalos yay all right all right that's all it is i'm done okay (laughs) so that concludes episode three join us next time as the journey continues